This episode brought to you by Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. All right, here we go. We are Cleveland Motor Podcast number 327. So, yes, I get... <laughs> we'd like to thank our. We'd like to thank the Foley department for that one. What does it sound like when people run across gravel? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow, off to a great start. Yeah. I'm sure our listener will appreciate that. Yeah, demonetized so, copyright. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna try to send it to someone. So it turns out in the background somebody was playing a Steve Al- or a Steve Miller song, and then right, then right. we got demonetized. That happens. So what I would tell, I uh, will tell people. Do you guys know, um, you know, something like 463 podcasts ago, we made a joke about Steve Hoffert's rating system where he's like, he goes to a restaurant, has an amazing meal. It's everything he wanted. The service was impeccable. How many stars would that get? Three. Three stars, right? Three stars. And if you were listening to this. It's not if it's impeccable. It's if I got what I wanted. It's three stars. If I got more than I wanted. I give it more. Stars. It makes no fucking sense, Steve. So a win, <laughs> so achieving the goal is three stars because he's leaving room for it to go Improved. two up yeah. or two down, right? Three stars is acceptable, right? Well, you just have to understand that this is the reason I do that is because we're not allowed to. When you when, here we go. No, when you rate people at work, they tell oh, wow. you you're not allowed to give them. A higher thing. So I always give people, like, if they do good work, I would give them a four Three or stars. five. Three stars. Yeah. No, I would give them four or five stars, and then they just X and, them out. And a good meal. John McElfresh is really, really right now dreading yeah. his next evaluation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not going to make it that far. <laughs> You're amazing. Three Still within stars. your 90-day window, are you? 90 days, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish it was only 90 days. Yeah. So here's this is the thing. So because our podcast listeners have an equally fucked up sense of humor as we do, <laughs> right? So do you know what we've gotten? Do you know what most of our reviews have been? No. Three. Three, <laughs> Three fucking stars. Are you kidding me? No, I'm it. not kidding. Oh, my God. We went from, I'm not, I will shit you guys not. We went from a five-star rating to a 4.1-star rating because now our podcast listeners love giving us three-star reviews. And it's like, best podcast ever. Everything I wanted, three stars. <laughs> you get the Hofford three. I'm so, so sorry. So we went, I'm so sorry. We went from a perfect five-star score for our, every single person that took the time to leave us a review. Wow. We went from five stars to... 4.1, because we now have a parade of three-star reviews. And I was like, what the shit is going on? Why did our podcast, why did we lose so much traction with our ratings? What's going on? I looked at them, I started reading them all, and oh. I was like, you guys are the best. It totally rocks. Grumpy Seward, Grumpy Seward guy says three stars. And I'm like, oh. So you know what? That's one of those things where it's like, you're like, oh, check this out. I'm going to go have sex with this guy's sister just to prove a point. Okay, Dad. <laughs> Way to go. It's like when you do something you think is going to really be funny, and it ends up haunting you for the rest of your natural-born life. And, yeah, that's that's exactly what we got going on. I thought you guys would totally appreciate that. So I apologize. Everything he wanted, three stars. Yeah. Um, so that is my, my lame-ass way to segue into... Please, people, leave us fucking reviews. Um, it turns three stars. Out- <laughs> we got to make up for all those three stars. <laughs> well, okay. We do 
no small amount of work. No, let's be honest. Sleepy does no small amount of work <laughs> to make a really fun podcast and to make a podcast that people enjoy listening to and that kind of shit. So if you enjoy it and if you've been listening and um, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, then the least you can do, motherfucker, is give us some fucking stars. Because <laughs> if you can't reach into your wallet for 10 bucks a month or something, you could at least give us as many stars as you can on as many, uh, what do they call those? Pla- Avenues? Platforms. Platforms, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So like if you're listening to us on Spotify or Google or whatever, or I don't give a shit. Google Maps. Give us some stars. <laughs> <laughs> give a fuck, man. We got some catching up to do. We better rock on Yelp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. I, every once in a while somebody comes in and goes, yeah, well, you know, I looked you guys up on Yelp and I was like, you realize only crazy people do that, right? right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's where it's coming from. There, there was a kid that um, used to do a golf show. One of the like, we do all these different golf shows. Yeah, he was an editor that was a freelance editor that did this one golf show, and he lost his mind. He burst into tears in my office, crying because he couldn't handle the pressure of these shows. <laughs> But then the best thing ever. How does is that, that feel? Because you've been doing the golf for a while now. Yeah, no, I. You ready I'm, to cry? I'm pretty much there. <laughs> but um, but the funny part was is that he his goal in life after that was to become a professional Yelp reviewer. Oh my god! Like he was making an effort to go out and like Yelp everything yeah. to try yeah. to get to be like a guy yeah. that when he walks in, they're like, oh, oh. it's. Oh this my god! Guy. Whoa! Does he wears a Yelp pin everywhere he goes? Fuck South Park that guy. made an episode of that, right? What's that? Uh, South Park made yeah, an episode yeah. of uh, I'm in a Yelp. I'm a social influencer. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, uh, <laughs> we've recently had to. Uh, we've had we've sold two bikes uh, to people who identified as social influencers. Oh my god! And both of those people failed to send us the payment for their bikes. Yeah, exactly. We had to chase them both down. Exactly. And these are people whose entire Facebook page is look at me using this beauty product. Nobody's paying you to give you that, give them that review, but here's you are like basically taking like artisanal shots of people using a th- or you using a thing, holding item, every item you've ever had in your hands, you've held next to your face and smiled, right? And done this like, this is my favorite laxative. And, <laughs> and, but that's the thing is just because you're using it doesn't mean I want to use it. Right, right. But you look at their Facebook page and you're like, they list their job as social influencer. And then you realize their repertoire is Facebook. Do you know that um, a lot of uh, bill collectors have, have latched onto this? Mm. And so like on some of the big media, like social media influencer people or something, if they get a car or they yeah. do something and they're like, oh, check me out, I'm, I'm jetting to Paris. Mm-hmm. And it's like these people are now going on and saying like, well, when you get back, could you make the last <gasps> seven payments that you oh, haven't made on shit. your uh, James looked this person up who didn't pay their bill. Yeah. And James looked this person up via their social media yeah. and realized that this story about them like, oh, well, you know, we were somewhere that didn't have cell phone service and we couldn't send you the money that you we owed you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And James is like, yeah, but you posted every hour for the past <laughs> fucking three weeks that you haven't paid us you posted a picture of you with your fucking you know yeah bath salts or whatever the so fuck what does that what does that tell you about the income potential of these social clearly it's a it's a yeah. massive source of income yeah right yeah exactly. they're all pounding yeah. salt out there yeah they are <laughs> they're 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 pushing their products real hard and their product is themselves pounding salt right exactly <laughs> egyptians were way into that shit right that was, was like built empires pounding salt to my immediate left is oscar yay to his Johnny Mac. To his? Steve Hoffert. Dan Krapke. Chris Smith. And Sleepy. Who rode their bikes tonight? Ain't that a fucking hilarious thing? That is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's May 6th in Cleveland. It's May 6th in Cleveland. I think we got up to a whopping uh, 48 degrees today. I did it right this week, though. You did? Yeah? Yeah. For like a block, and then the clutch cable just snapped, and then I couldn't do shit, so... 
I had to do the walk of shame back to the house, pushing my fucking bike back because oh. the clutch came. At least it, it broke like a block away That's from good. my house. Yeah. And now right. I was like, fucking. It's, it so could it's always be bad. further. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it could yeah. 100% always be further. So I'm not complaining. The, uh, what, you know, at the shop, it's been insane. We're getting a bunch of bikes in. We got a ton of people trying to pick their bikes up. And it's funny because all the people whose bikes came in that we have been feverishly working. If you guys are watching the video, yay. Um, we're shooting the, the video in reverse today. We've changed our orientation. Um, anybody who was straight is now no longer straight. We are now slightly bent. Uh, we are, bent. yeah. But we had to do this because the it's a Peroni's podcast. It is. Oh, it is a, yeah, exactly. But we it's had to do it for that. Yeah, because there's no fucking room left in my shop, and these guys had to wade through tons of bikes to get here. Here's the irony: I've been waiting on my bike for three months. When's my bike going to get here? When's my bike going to get here? Your bike is here, sir. Yeah, it's oh. prepped. It's ready to go. Come and get it. Well, it's chilly. and then the other people are are just like you know when's my bike coming in i'm like well i i can't tell you people i'm going to tell you something just because amazon can tell you where (laughs) your anal bleach is doesn't mean that i can tell you where your seven thousand dollar bike is i really can't i honestly can't there are people in warehouses in texas that have control over that information and they drive forklifts and they don't drive them well. Then I have, I have seen more crates this year, metal, wood, and cardboard that have been violated in every possible manner by a forklift operator. Well, the shipping companies don't care either. Like no. they, typically when we get a shipment, yep. it's the truck driver. Where the hell are you? Right. I'm, I'm out here someplace. Yeah. yeah. They don't even tell you when they're coming. Yeah. They don't even give you a date. Yeah. It's like you ordered the piece of equipment 16 weeks ago. Yep. And then, <laughs> At the same, like, 18 weeks out or right. 24 weeks later, some truck driver's like, I can't back in your driveway. Uh, can you come out to the park with your forklift and take it off my truck? Because I've only been driving a truck for, like, two minutes. Uh, you guys do know that they have released. So there's a system out there in the world right now. If you're not aware of how transportation logistics works in the United States of America, a bill got passed. A bill got passed a while ago that is uh, tied into like an anti-opioid addiction bill. And this bill that got passed reveals to everybody part of a pay-as-you-play system. You have to pay a membership. So, Oscar, let's say for the sake of argument that you own a very small trucking company. You maybe own four trucks, a logistics company. Now, for Oscar to stay in business now, Oscar has to pay a membership fee to the federal government to be part of a a commercial driver's license. uh, They call it a clearinghouse. And that is now let's just say everyone else at this table has a CDL. And now let's just say John and Steve both work for Oscar as drivers. But John got in trouble a little while ago, about a year and a half ago. He had a bit of a DUI. And But he hasn't been telling anybody about it because he's been good at work and he hasn't gotten any tickets. But he had a DUI and he took care of it very quietly without letting Oscar know. But he smokes weed every day when he drives. Okay, too. but well, that's the other thing. Let's just say for the sake of argument that Steve, on the other hand, Steve has never had a traffic ticket whatsoever. Okay. And so Steve's never had a traffic ticket. He's good to go. And he's been driving for Oscar as well. I want to raise Oscar. But Steve is Steve. <laughs> Three stars, bitch. <laughs> You're not getting shit. <laughs> you were perfect. You were perfect, Steve. You got three perfect, stars. Perfect, amazing. But three for the stars. sake of the story, Steve wants to go work for Chris. 
Okay. So, uh, oh, fucking so yeah. So Steve wants to team up with Chris and start their own company because Oscar's not paying Steve enough for his three stars. Now, here's the thing. Oscar now gets a letter from the U.S. government says he has to pay thousands of dollars a year as an operator to prove that, that he has access to. Once again. That's good. Did you turn the your mic up for that? No, I want to. Oh, that's good. Okay. So to, uh, to basically he has to pay thousands of dollars a year to prove that he is getting access to all of his employees and potential hires driving records. Hmm. If you don't pay that, guess what happens to your permits? They're done. Okay. But now you just paid it for the first time, you know, six months ago, and you got a report that said, John's got a DUI. Mm -hmm. So now you got to fire John. Okay. Even though he's been great, but you didn't know about it. He got a DUI. He took care of on his own. I have a family. I know, but you got to fire him. (laughs) But John now can fight for his job back. So John can fight for his job back by taking federally approved classes and paying a federally approved fine. So that he can prove that he went through all the steps so he can keep his job. So a money job from from the can I get money, money from the federal government to pay the fine? Sorry, John, you can't. No. No, it comes out of your pocket. But now Steve wants to go work for Chris. That's not because fair. Chris, because Steve. Yeah. But now Steve has to pay money because now Steve wants to change jobs. Steve has to make sure that he has his record so he can walk in the door at Chris's company and say, here's my clearinghouse report. Here's my record. So Chris, who already pays the fee or has started paying mm-hmm. the fee that you're paying, also there's going to be money coming in from Steve. For the transfer. Because, no, because Steve is going to pay to get access to his file. So now it but is. He already has access. Now, to has anybody file. ever gotten a job where you had to go get fingerprinted? Anybody? Did you get those fingerprints for free? Okay. Or did you pay somebody to take your fingerprints? I think I paid a little bit. You paid a little money. You went to a place called like the security hut or somewhere Yeah. where it was people that otherwise might not have jobs are sitting there and like basically taking your fingerprint scans and sending them off to the federal government and then giving you a form you could take to your future employer. You might be able to do it at the DMV these days. They might. I went to the police department. You can. So, but anybody, any teacher or anybody who works around kids by any standard has to have these things done. And in fact, when all of our staff had to get, got their notaries, they all had to go pay $75 to have their fingerprinting done. That's an additional fee. Okay. And what this has done is this driver's clearinghouse has created in the past six to eight months, a massive shortage of drivers because all those guys that were driving around like John that had something not so great in their record in the past 10 years. That they have been sitting on and still driving for UPS or still driving for federal or still driving for a rider or whatever. All of their data has now come home to roost with their employers. This has affected mostly people in the fuel transportation industry. Has anyone seen the price of gas going up lately? Yep. Yeah. Turns out that gas arrives at gas stations in trucks. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, I know. There isn't a pipeline that goes right to the gas station. That seems unfair. Why don't we just drive to the pipeline and get our gas? Of course. So it turns out that in the fuel transportation industry, drivers are not only certified CDL operators, but they're also hazmat certified operators. And these people that had a little blemish in their report now are now getting told by their employer, you can still work for me if you enroll in this program, thousands of dollars, and then in 90 or 120 days, you can start working for us again once you've completed the class. Guess where most of those drivers have gone? Into the construction industry. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because there's a boom in buildings. Because so. there's a, oh, I just disappeared. I don't exist anymore. Okay, I'm still gone. I, I can hear exist. you, though. We I can, can still hear you. I can hear you. 
Oh, you can hear me? I can yeah. hear me. I'm just gone. Oscar well, murdered him. Oscar murdered my headphones. I'm going to assume I'm still there. Oscar's just going to have to make me come back somehow. So the... Go into the, the light, there we Phil. Go. Oscar, good job. Thank you. Go into the light. Thank you for light. fucking it up and then unfucking it. That was wonderful. Yeah, it's nice it to know, me. It's nice it to know he has that kind of power. But anyway, that system right now is causing a lot of people concern <laughs> because people are going, oh, the gas prices are going up. It must be politics. It's not. It's the fact that there are less truck drivers and companies who move things around are having to pay more money to get truck drivers. And like you said, the quality of the truck drivers is going down dramatically as the good ones who may have had one small problem have lost their right to drive. So now they're becoming desperate and saying, look, I'm willing to pay you twice as much money as I would have paid before for a less skilled driver. We have people here that cannot drive the truck well enough to deliver bikes to us. And you'll notice that you don't have to pull onto our property. You just have to stop the truck. If you can stop the truck, you can make a delivery at my shop. We have people that don't know how to use pallet jacks. We have people that don't know how to use the lift on the back of the truck. We've had people literally lose freight in front of our store the hard way because they are inexperienced operators. And that's happening in the entire industry right now. You can look it up. It's a driver's uh, commercial driver's clearinghouse. And it turns out it was good to go after not just truck drivers. It's every element of the transportation industry. So that means that if you are a baggage handler at the airport, you are now susceptible to this law. That means if you are a bellboy or a, what do they call them? A steward at, for Amtrak, or you drive a forklift at a freight hub for rail that you are now eligible or susceptible to this program. Wait, so if you get a DUI, you're done, you, you're done as a freight, like a guy driving a tow motor? Yes. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it is a, it is right now a program that is set up and got through a, on the, the false pretense of being, this is good. This is going to help the drug problem in America. And what it's going to do is it's going to generate billions of dollars of money from the people who can least afford to pay it. And that's why this kind of got through. But for us in our world, this is a problem because our deliveries with it used to take us seven days to get here are taking us a month and a half, two months. Freight is backed up at docks. Um, I used to be able to keep my, the Japanese cars would come off the boats and I would have 10 free days to keep them at the dock. Now it's gone down to five days and the late fee is $75 per day. So from the day they tell you this truck, this, this vehicle is ready to be picked up seven States away or per whatever, day per vehicle. you have five days to get it. Saturdays and Sundays do count. So if they tell you on a Wednesday, that means that shit had better be picked up by, by Monday. Otherwise you're paying an additional $75 a day. So this has hit everywhere. The cost of this has gone up well, shipping dramatically. containers too. Yes. I cannot get a shipping container for my compound. Yeah, it, 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 it went from $2,200 for a shipping container to $89.95 plus tax and no ups and no extras. Yeah. I mean, that's it. And then, they, then you have to pay to get it delivered. Right. Yeah. Sounds so, like, it sounds like you need to sell yours for like 75 and can. just wait. <laughs> <laughs> so um for anybody who's for basically for anybody who's interested in what this what this thing we just spent time talking about if you are a person that does rely on freight coming to your business right or maybe if you're a cdl driver like a lot of our friends drive trucks for a living and you got a cdl this is called the federal motor carrier safety administration 
Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse. Jeez. Okay. FMCSA, Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse. This is all fresh. This is all happening um, as something that got through the last administration and is now a program that has real teeth in it, and you could lose your goddamn job. But it doesn't so. apply to foreign drivers, though. Yes, it does. It does? Yeah, absolutely. So if, if, you so have a, if you have a CDL. No, I'm saying, if, say, you, what happens if you're driving a truck from, like, Mexico up to, or Canada to the United States? You probably have bigger problems. Well, you probably <laughs> yeah, do. You, yeah, honestly, yeah, you probably do. Right. But. Honestly, right now, you probably have a lot more going on. But what I can tell you is, if it's right here on the federal website, it says, if you're a driver... To complete clearinghouse registration, you will need to enter and validate your current commercial driver's license or your commercial learner's permit information. Um, this is required for you to even view your own record and respond to any query inquests, requests. So if they got a question, you have to register to answer the question. Okay. If you're an owner operator, a self-employed guy, we know a lot of guys who are owner operators. And if you're an operator, an owner operator, even though you have your own USDOT number, that's yours. You have no employees. It's just you. You need both the driver and the employer clearinghouse dues. You got to pay both. You got to pay both sides of the coin if you're an owner operator. Is there an exemption That's, to cities or municipalities? Doesn't say Probably so. Probably not. Yeah, doesn't say so. Because we don't, I have no yeah. idea. I haven't, I mean, all my guys have CDLs. Mm-hmm. So what am I supposed to, I mean, I'm supposed somebody, to check these guys out. Somebody in your operation will be aware of the FMCSA drug and alcohol clearinghouse. And likewise, if any of our podcast listeners have a CDL and are working as a professional driver for FedEx or UPS or something else, I found out about this from our UPS driver who oh. said that he's boned because UPS always runs a skeleton crew. They don't have a lot of extra employees. And he's like, I'm overloaded because they're combining routes because so many drivers were like, and Chris, turns out you did something three years ago. So enjoy your life because Chris isn't set up in a position yet. And this system isn't set up in a position yet where you can take the classes right now to regain your clean status. Um, so you can do what they would call the rehabilitation or you can do what's the retraining a program. So it's a big thing for people. Remember, as motorcycle riders, to tie it all in, we rely heavily on the safe operation of the vehicles that are bigger than us. Yeah. Right. And we don't necessarily want a guy driving a 53 foot truck that got hired last week. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that could be scary. What do you point at John for? John doesn't drive 53 foot trucks. He's getting his CDL. Oh, he's getting his CDL. Oh, so this could have some teeth for John. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's a real thing, and that is a thing. So they do say that if you are going to be operating professionally, you have to register with the FMCSA Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse. That's big fucking news. So um, it is important, not necessarily for motorcycle people, but definitely for people who use the roads, stuff like that. I sit at the lunch table, and he's talking about J-Bo turns and... (laughs) <laughs> whatever the hell you're oh, talking about. So are you studying for the CDL right now? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had my class B just so I could drive limousines. You don't want to do the J-Bow. You got to do the button hook. Oh, yeah. Button hook. Absolutely. All right. So uh, anybody else? So, yay. His homework. He is literally doing his homework. There is no question about that. So Oscar, you, cop, you stopped by the shop the other day, didn't you? Yep. Yep. And you got a little... <clears throat> You got, you got a little, you got a little something, you got a little, <laughs> a little, you, got a little you got a little gift, right? A little some, some extra. You got a little something, yeah, something extra, yeah. right? So uh, we were teasing about this a couple of weeks ago and we read our introductory email from Anne-Marie and I'm not joking when I tell you that 
this person that we said, we, we may or may not have said she was catfishing us. We may or may not have said <laughs> stupid things. I do tend to say dumb shit. Um, we may have said that. We did say it because she listened. Oh, shit. This is the first time ever we've had a potential sponsor who listens to our podcast. <laughs> I'm not used to that. That's not fair. No shit. You're supposed to just send us shit and not ask questions. <laughs> You're too busy to listen to this shit. Yeah, that we count on that. But apparently, Anne-Marie listens to our podcast. Oh, and all the other podcasts that they give nice shit to. So, Oscar. While I'm doing this, you're doing that. So, who said they were a size large in the trouser department? Who said they had large underwear? That has to be him. And don't lie to me, because no. I have the records. Okay, so you have a large underwear? Okay, you have a large underwear. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus nice. Christ. Okay, this is a medium, so you know that's not for you. Yeah, no. Right? So, that's probably for Nick. Who wanted the double extra large trousers? That probably would be double, me. Double extra large underbreeches? All right. Yeah, the mediums were Nick and Who I. wanted an extra large pair of underbreeches? I think. All right. Chris Smith? Extra large? I think I'm an L or an XL. Right. I don't Who even know. You wanted a large? Did you want a large? Yeah, probably. You seem like a large. Yeah. All right. So I have another XL. I refuse to respond to that email. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. I'll give him to a homeless guy. Right, that's exactly it. Who wants a double extra I large? I mean, it really wouldn't be much different. I mean, double <laughs> extra large? John? Double extra large t-shirt? Yes, please. Yep. All right, double extra large t-shirt. Say it Extra twice. large t-shirt. Extra, extra large. large. I got an extra large and a double extra large. Okay, extra large? There. Extra large, there you go. Who gets this extra large? Oh, uh, who else? Raise your hand if you're an extra large. Okay, back in the box it goes. Oh, no, put it back over here. No way. No. I'm going to find a very attractive oh homeless person to shave. It's so sm- soft right. and so nice. This, and so this. who wanted a large, large, large shirt? Daniel? All right, Dan. I think this has ball pocket technology. It might. <laughs> All right. And somebody else got a large. Anyone else? Or did everybody get a t-shirt? Raise your hand if you didn't get a t-shirt. All right. This one's for me then. I just started some Duluth underwear that has that. I got I'm wearing them right now. They're called bullpen. <laughs> oh, right. Oh. Yeah. The Duluth bullpen underwear. Your balls will never touch your thigh. They can't because they literally have. <laughs> oh, but dude. They literally have a. Did you feel this? No, not yet. Oh, this is going to be like putting... I'm not sure if I'm ready for that level of experience, honestly. I, I, this might cause boners. I'm not oh, sure. Really? <laughs> that, that, that's why they didn't put them on for this podcast? Yeah, all right. Okay. I'm going to try them out for next week's... Go ahead and pass that to the right. Pass that to the right. Pass that to the right. I'm wearing this tomorrow to work. And I'm calling him Pass that to the right. Pass that to the right. He doesn't want it. Pass that to your left. Pass that to your left. Pass that to your left. Oh, Pass wow. To your left. Thank Pass you. To your left. This is pretty Pass cool. Left. Are you shitting me? These are awesome. Did you get that? Yeah, that's, right. that, that's a new right. one. They sent so us gonna, lawnmowers? Okay, oh. so they sent us lawnmowers. Uh, These guys, are not cheap. No, no, no. No, no, no. So, uh, Anne-Marie, so since we're new, okay, I, I'm going to make oh, it extremely it. clear to people. You're Lebanese. You fucking need it. <laughs> where, 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 where? <laughs> There's a crinkling that yeah, I'm who's doing that? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. So, yeah. If you're going to crinkle your paper, do it away from your microphone. Yes, please. Okay, so... Pull that up out of the fire. So this is... <laughs> Thank you so much, Manscaped. So, I'm highly appreciative yes. of my lawnmower. Well, but more importantly, I'm going to read the federally approved provided copy. Okay. Okay. So are you guys ready for like my first ever sponsorship read? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. Are they juiced up? Support. <laughs> 
Yeah. Now hold the speaker up against your pink parts. <laughs> okay. Support for Cleveland Moto is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Champions of the world, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth, fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Shipping, shipping, shipping with the code CLEVELANDMOTO at manscaped.com. So, and if you use it right, you'll get more than 20%. Well, off. this is the point. If you use it right, <laughs> the visual is there. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Ooh. Unless you're Steve. I have no intention <laughs> of using this on myself. There, there's there's a there's a side bet actually yeah. again. John, again. I told you not to tell people that you again. shave my balls. <laughs> well, I don't think I should have to shave my own balls when I've got a perfectly poor, good poor wife. Nick. Nick's really gonna be upset when you come to work with that. <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm gonna probably have a line out the door. Okay, well, I'm gonna let you guys know. I have actually tried this. So you guys, Oscar was here. We got these yep. on Tuesday. Oscar was here. I went into my office. And I tightened up what I have going on here because well, I let's explain what you mean by tightening up okay. and where you're pointing. So it. I learned yeah. <laughs> the audio version of this. All right, for the people out there. So I learned from Steve Hoffert that you don't have to shave your face every day. And honestly, I, I'm the first one to tell you, I'm fifty, almost fifty-two years old. I do not shave every day. I shave about once a week. Okay, so I shave one time a week, and I get away with it. Lighter colored hair, what have you, but. What I learned from Steve was that you can just use trimmers. So rather than taking a shaver out and maybe giving myself zits or acne or whatever, is I'll just use my trimmers and I have a set of trimmers and I'll just run them on my face. And then you end up with like a nice little short stubble that on me you can't see at all. And I haven't used a proper blade shaver on my face and neck and stuff for a very long time. Maybe once a month, right? And it's not because I'm doing it for economy of scale or anything. It's just I'm in a fucking hurry all the goddamn time. So I've been using that trimmer for my above the waist grooming, right? So, um, so but I did, and I did use this. I used this trimmer they sent us, the 4.0. And I'm going to tell you, it works. But what's more importantly is if you lift up the panel underneath it, there's fucking guards, yeah, I was about to say, I so, bought a cheap one to do the nether region yes. and almost cut my balls off. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, I'm going to tell you it is dead serious when the, the trimmer that I have at home that I traditionally use for my face is a vintage Oster metal heavy the cord is thick as <laughs> a fuck, fucking yeah. dog's dick. Like, like oh yeah, yeah. And you turn it on, and you can smell an old barber shop. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it is perfect, and it's chrome, and it's it's heavy as shit. And when you turn it on, and you the use lights it for, the lights brown out a little bit. When you use it for more than five minutes, you can smell ozone. Yeah, it's like, it's up. fantastic. And but it's it, great in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I just read yeah. waterproof. It's waterproof. It's okay. Yeah. Can you so, use in the shower? Not joking, I did try to use that Oster mm. one time because, you know, I was like, I don't have any guards on it. I mean, I have guards. So I use them when I shave my head. I shave my head all the time. But I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and just tidy up the ball sack. 
No, dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> if you don't have what what is called skin safe technology, and skin safe technology is about it's not going to grab mm-hmm. the elephant skin that the human male nutsack is made out of and, <laughs> and chomp a bite out of it. Well, I remember my dad always used to give us haircuts. And on the back of your neck, he would always, he would adjust the blades, but he'd make it so that the part that moves yeah. could still actually touch your skin. It would skin. hit your skin. Yeah. And it would right. just fucking make the back of your neck red, raw, and burning. And I can't have that happen to my sack. So this thing has a 4,000K LED spotlight on it. Yeah. Okay. It has yeah. a nice vibrational profile with nothing that oh could obstruct in case, oh. you know. So what you're saying is, <laughs> if you're doing So your everything's way, a vibrator yeah. if, you're, if you're brave enough. Exactly. Yeah. Much. Okay. Yeah. You're cool. saying you could take pallops out of your large intestine. Could be that too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, four different trimmer guards. Because like my thing, my thing on this. Is this a nose trimmer or a polyp blaster? Polyp remover. <laughs> yeah. you, got a, you got a bad roid? <laughs> Not anymore, you don't. It's gonzo, baby. Gonzo. Um, I smooth when <laughs> you'll smooth that one out. Baby. When I do, uh, when I shave my head, cause I run the, the cohawk now. And so now that I got the cohawk going, I'll use a number one guard on the sides. So I'll shave my whole head with a number one guard. We joke all the time. We go to motorcycle rallies. We go to scooter rallies. We're like, man, you know, tighten up my hair. I watched a guy clip another dude's hair one time with old school mechanical trimmers that you actually would squeeze your hand and it would cut like the Amish would use. Right. <laughs> And uh, it had a little orange triangle in the back of it. And you just go very slowly and you just cut one swipe at a time. And that's the way our ancestors did it. And that's why their genitals all looked like Steve's. Uh, <laughs> like, or the little cordless, the, the cordless ones that had the, they were like a big version. They yes. were orange. Yeah. The original, their first electric weed trimmers. Yes. We oh, had yeah. a pair of those for a yeah. long the time. The Black and Decker Pecker Wrecker? Ooh. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> for real. That thing is scary as hell. Um, wireless charging system. So you don't plug it yep. in. There's no cords. There's it's, yeah. it's inductive charging. That's fucking smart. Cause you know what you shouldn't do on a wire, on a water, <laughs> like an object that's safe to use in the shower, have a hole in it, have a hole in it. Yeah. Not a good idea. Right. So this point is this thing's completely submersible and it has a really nice, like LED indicator when it's charging. Yeah. Lets and you what know, I did notice really is cool. that that's the only trimmer I've ever seen that I would feel totally okay with sneaking into prison. <laughs> right. Oh, and it has your prison purse. You could be a millionaire in prison by taking in a grooming device. <laughs> and it's a USB Type C for all your nerds. Yeah. yeah. It has to be USB, USB Type C. C. That yeah. means you can charge so, it off your fucking laptop. Right. Yep. Yeah. And you could probably use it backwards as a power supply for yep. charging your phone up. Yep. You got a dead phone. Hold on. <laughs> Good to go, man. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I am guilty of shaving my taint. Lower levels with the same shaver I use for the upper levels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, you, look, man. Yes, you are going to end up with a pube in your mouth. It's, but you start, yeah, but you it's, start top to bottom. You can wash it though. My wife's been doing that for twenty five years. It never killed her. Yeah, and you start <laughs> you start top down. You don't start bottom, bottom and come up. up. No, you start no, no, top no. and go top down. To I agree. Yeah. Top yeah. to bottom. Now is it back to front or front to back? Yeah. <laughs> Depends how messy it is. Um, yeah. But I would definitely suggest using the nose thing first to get that out of the way before you Front do anything say, else. This okay. That's a good idea. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying it has a, you know, but like you don't want to have residue on the whole thing. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. But, I, but when not, you say residue, you're talking, you say shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you're, you're down you in the nether reasons. Are, are you like literally, are you dancing around the term dingleberry? Because <laughs> I'm going to say post shower yeah. is a good idea. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're going to want to shower. Getting rid of the cl- are you getting rid of Klingons with yours? Your, good, good for removing Klingons around your anus. The, uh, 
But <laughs> so I mean, okay. So this is one. This kind of look like a, a class one phaser, though. Yes, it does look mm-hmm. like a class one yep. phaser, and so it is very stylish. It is very small and compact. It has a bright ass light on it. Uh, but what I'm going to say is, since this is going to be the last time they're going to let us read this on the air. Uh, <laughs> look, our fucking honestly, our behavior with previous items and things that we done have flamed out. We know that people generally are not okay with the way we represent their products. The best thing is at this table, we've got six people that may or may not give it a try. We've got one person that is so fucking staunchly against it, he hasn't uncrossed his arms since I brought the box out. <laughs> well, Dude, I'll say that. I'm he's generally actively resisted. Like, Steve is thinking that any one of us is going to run over with a fucking trimmer in, in Johnny Knoxville, right? <laughs> yeah. But we're not, Steve. We want we want you to be the 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 flowery nose bouquet that you've always been. Oh, we, but if you don't think that a manscape cam is not coming at some oh point, oh my god, yeah. oh. don't even fucking do that to me, man. <laughs> Look, I got so, so you guys don't know. I got jumped in. Uh, I got jumped into the Jedi many many years ago in my, into my club, and uh, my dumbass had kind of said, I, I let my hair grow long. And I had said at this one particular rally, I was like, okay, anybody who can produce a set of trimmers, since you guys want to jump me in anyway, yeah. I will let you shave my head. And somebody produced what I can only describe as a ladies Playmobil My First Shaver oh, no. <laughs> that ran on one AA battery. Oh, good. And it was mostly dead. <laughs> and my buddy Josh D, who's like a boxing instructor, like Josh D knows how to hurt you. And Josh D comes up and he's got this trimmer. And I saw somebody else with duct tape. And next thing I know, I'm being restrained. I lost an eyebrow. <laughs> and I ended up with the wrong part of a lightning bolt on the top of my head. And I knew I was going to shave my head anyway. No big deal. Not the first time I've shaved my head. But I thought it'd be fun to give the boys something to do other than like literally jump my ass in. Right. So that was fair. (laughs) So I left it as it was. I left it as fucked up and looked like a rat had chewed half my head off. I put a hat on and I waited until the rally was over. One of our dear friends, Stefan, his wife is a a legitimate beautician, straight up, been to all the training, the whole deal, Avita certified, game on. She fainted. I, I had my hat on and I was like, Anne Marie, I got I tell you what, I gotta go to court tomorrow. I just need you to tighten me up and just make me look presentable for court. That's all I need. Again. So if you can do that, I just gotta go to court. I need you to help me out. And she's like, Phil, don't worry about it. Come on in. She's got her stuff at home. I go into their house, I take my sunglasses and my hat off. I'm missing an entire eyebrow, and I have a lightning bolt sideways that goes to about my skull. You can't put the hair back on. Nope. And Anne Marie just goes, Oh fuck. Oh Phil. Oh, Phil. Oh, Phil. We can't do anything with this. Yeah, you're fucked. And she was like, literally, there's no part that we can take that what we're leaving will be acceptable. <laughs> so she's like, you know, it's just going to have to be all of it. And it was all of it. And then the question was, do I take the other eyebrow? I have Propecia. <laughs> no, so she literally drew me an eyebrow. So yeah. <laughs> And drew me a damn fine eyebrow, I might add. So, uh, yeah. But she took the other one down to match it. 
So she took my right eyebrow down. I look like a Bond villain. So it was pretty good. But the, ju- the judge must have been going, holy fuck. Who's well, I didn't guy? actually have court. <laughs> so there's I made six that of up us. just to make it more there's fun for her. six of us to have a lawnmower two, or, right? right? Lawnmower four. Yeah, lawnmower four. Four, 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 four motherfucker. So we should jump in and just, just jump Steve since he doesn't want any shaving. We should just Ooh, shave him down like a baby. Shave him bald right there. Why am I the only one who did duct tape his ass to that post. Okay, well, first of all. <laughs> the telephone pole in front of the shop. I don't think any of that is fun. And I'm Aww. terrified what I might find. That's true. Because honestly, now, now I'm looking at Steve's shorts going, that might not be enough. Like maybe Steve needs tight maybe Steve needs longer shorts. He needs when when they come out with the lawnmower five extreme. Yes. Then maybe it's the one that can shave you outside of your pants. It's, right. it's a two stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've had some fun with it, um, I do want to say that I do want to remind our podcast listener that you will get 20% off and free goddamn shipping, uh, unless it's in one of those trucks, um, with the code Cleveland Moto. We have our code. Guys, cool. we've never yeah, had a code cool. before. Yep. We've had a code. We've never, never had a code. 25% off for going to manscaped.com and typing in Cleveland Moto. Now, if you guys don't know, Cleveland Moto has always been one word. Some people don't fucking know that. Yeah. It's Cleveland Moto, all one word. Uh, Manscaped.com, use Cleveland Moto. And it says, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. I'm going to say what this might do. If you are a person that has this device, this might make some spots that were unauthorized. It oh, might make those spots authorized in the future. I'm going to say, I've seen grooming lead to green lighting. You know, yeah. if we do well, say, <laughs> like, say, say, a whole, say, say, say a whole bunch of people go to this and yeah. they use our coupon and they, right. they know we did well, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can, we, can we challenge Manscaped to, if we do really well, before Middle Ohio Vintage Days, they send us a big set of helium balls? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Wait, wait, wait. A big set of helium Harry balls. Harry ball, yeah. right. Because we did have, we tried to have helium sheep floating off of our bus. And we, we had, we bought all the sheep. So the first thing was, don't buy sheep on Wish. Because if you buy, <laughs> they were so ridiculous. We bought, John was there. Yeah. We bought these inflatable sex dolls that were sheep. Yeah. They were called the Love Yous. And we bought these. <laughs> That's not material, guys. That's real. I, I paid for that. So we bought these inflatable love sheet and we were like all excited. We were like, yeah, we're going to fill them full of helium. And I bought a tank of helium and we're like, we're going to fill them full of helium, tie them off the corners of the bus and you'll have these inflatable flying sheep. It's, right. We were telling people, look for the flying sheep. First of all, <laughs> these sheep. Oh man. Oh, if I would have tried to stick my dick in one of these sheep, it would look like a Brazilian steak or a steakhouse. There was no, the, the sheep was maybe one dick long. Right. Well, what, I mean, yeah, there's a guy there. Um, this they guy, were pocket sheep. So they 12, were pocket So 12 sheep. inches. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. No, but dude, it, it's so, it's so ridiculous. There's a dude, um, this dude in Europe has, uh, a, it's a, a nine foot uh, wide 747 model. Okay. But it's filled with helium, and he oh. can fly this giant thing in like a gymnasium. It's really slow and everything. Yeah, but it looks super cool. So Wish showed that video, right? And then was selling the inflatable oh. uh, remote control airplanes for like twenty six bucks, right? Oh my! So some God. dude on YouTube bought one. Yeah, and he's like. So let's look at the video. And again, it's like a 10-foot wingspan giant thing going slow. And he's like, yeah. let's look at what I got. He pulls it in this thing. It's like this fucking big. It's like this little tiny thing. It's terrible. Wish is horrible. Yeah. Oh, Wish isn't the only one, motherfucker. Oh. 
I'm gonna show so you he's going into a cabinet. Yeah, a cabinet over here. He's okay. getting a VW bus that's very small. I'm going to pass this around the table so everyone can appreciate it. <laughs> Would anyone like to tell me what that is? That's a 12th scale, no, probably a 24th scale VW bus. Is that from the Franklin Mint? So that's that's what it... This is not from the Franklin right? Mint. No, it's not from the Franklin Mint. It's from fucking the usual scumbags. It's from, you know, Guangzhou, China. Has a speaker speaker on the bottom? Well, at one point it did something. Maybe the lights lit up. I bet you, you roll it backwards and it goes forward. It's a kid's toy, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, you just just say that's okay because I'm going to tell you what it is. It's okay. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. Is it a record cleaner? So if you order, so if you order, um, from Facebook, uh-huh, from Facebook, if you order that from Facebook, see what that is. The rolling Volkswagen hippie bus cooler. Are you fucking kidding me? So if you order that uh, from Facebook, okay? Because I did. I ordered that from Facebook. Now, it wasn't, hold on, it wasn't $449. It was like 39 bucks or 49 bucks or something, okay? And you can see the handle folds under the front of the hippie bus, right? Right. So I ordered that device based on that picture. You can see there's some 12-ounce beverages inside of it, right? You can see that it's not shot with a macro lens, um, you can see all those things, right? So guess what? I spent you know, 49 or $59 ordering that, what you see on our screen. And that's what showed up in the mail. So the idea is, you know, somebody goes to Facebook or whatever and says, look, these assholes sent me this, you know, little toy when I ordered a beer cooler that I could drag around. Um, and then they'd say, well, you ordered a red and white Volkswagen and we sent you a red and white Volkswagen. So, you know, Nobody, nobody ever told you the exact square footage of it, but all we did was we showed you this fucking picture and not code, not kidding. I did have to fight and I, and I did fight by the way, and I fought and I got my fucking money back and, but that's the result of it was be careful when you buy some shit on the Facebooks or what have you, because that's exactly, this is the whole 24 beers. (laughs) 24 beers, right? That's what it was. And I love that they went to the trouble to send me something that was the same, like the same color scheme and everything right. else. Yeah, so so it wasn't just like a, we just took your money and fucking disappeared. It was like, we gave you something. Yeah. Right. And I wonder how many people got this like $1 fucking toy. And, and it does, it does. There's like double A batteries it takes or something like, or not double A's. There's like little tiny button batteries that can go in here. And I don't know what it does. Maybe it's a Bluetooth speaker. Maybe who knows what the fuck it is, but it didn't come with anything. It didn't come with a box. It didn't come with in, information. It, it came with fuck all. It will not hold one beer, let alone 24. No, no, it came, whatever it is, it is whatever that is. It is. But the point is it's not $39 worth of beer cooler, right? Yeah. And so here it is, and this is again. So this is the this is that same fucking scam showing up on the goddamn Maxim website. Uh, hold on, the cast will come around so, so shortly, I swear. But the uh, yeah, so here it is being purported to be a real thing, you know. And there it is, you know, complete with uh, you know obviously fake person reaching in and grabbing a rolling rock out of it because that's what I was sold. Look at the front wheels turn. That thing's 
baller. That's a kick-ass thing right there. I mean, who wouldn't want to have that? But what you get is that. So, you know, when you order something, be fucking careful. I mean, why can't you really buy that, though, for 39 Because that's not a bad price, and that's probably not that Basically, expensive to make. I mean... Again, I tried to, John. Where's I, the? Is there anywhere <laughs> where we could actually buy the real thing? No. no, no. I, I, I haven't figured it out yet. So, uh, I also ordered a pair of can- Converse that had, like, uh, horror movie stuff on them. All kinds of cool Converse. <laughs> and it How was, small were those? I ordered men's size 11, as that is what I am. I got a pair of shoes that were made in some part of China in a box that said Converse on it. The shoes inside said size 11 inside of the shoe. The shoe was no shit. Renee couldn't fit her foot into it. And it said 11. It wasn't, an, it wasn't an 11 in any science of the world. And of course, completely unreta- unreturnable. Infants so size 11. A joke. Yeah, it was like, it was maybe a three-year-old child could wear it. But anyway, that's the experience I wanted to have. God damn it. And I didn't have that experience. I have that piece of shit instead. So there we go. That's called bait and motherfucking switch. Be careful of that shit. <laughs> so in the wide, wide world of motorcycles, because uh, that's it is slightly a mo- motorcycle podcast from time to time. Uh, anybody, <laughs> anybody have any stunning, shocking news or revelations this week? Steve and I tried to buy a quad runner. Do we already talk about that? Did you talk about it last week? I don't remember. Oh, I don't think you did. Mm-hmm. No, no. We tried to buy a quad runner. Did you try to buy a quad run- runner against each other? Because that's always fun. No, Man. we just went out to look at it and. It- and it was billed as being a non-running quad runner, and he was asking six fifty for it. And I okay, took four hundred right. cash. Right on I'm for a non-running lo- bike. It seems like you have everything in your favor. I'm going to lowball the shit out of him. Right? Yeah. Didn't we just talk about this? I mean, we talked about this last episode. We talked about the right way to buy a bike. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Rock on. It sounds like you're heading the right direction. So we went out there, and lo and behold, there's the quad runner and everything, and it's half torn apart, which is fine. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for. Right. Old Suzuki two thirty. The LT with the big rack. I'm just looking for a yard quad, something stupid. It's not going to be raced. It's not going to be, I'm not using it for my business or anything like that. So he said it had a bad CDI, which I know from experience, like, yeah, maybe it did, maybe it didn't, because I've seen a lot of situations where the CDI isn't really bad. I just wanted to make sure he still had the CDI, because I'm like, you know what, sometimes you can wiggle the one little wire, or you can just clean up the (laughs) plugs, or maybe it's the actual pickup or something else. So, well, I put a new coil on it and everything, and it was running. I ran it down the road, and all of a sudden it stopped, and it wouldn't work. I'm like, cool. And I was getting ready to be like, well, I'll give you a 400 for it. Right. Well. But it was also all hanging there. It, it was all hanging. It anything. It yeah, was, I'm like, maybe something. The CDI and the coil were just, like, hanging there. Like, really? Yeah, maybe touching something or something okay. like that. Well, then I mentioned. Then manscaped him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If I had a manscaped him, <laughs> he manscaped him. He better oh, be paying this me four hundred bucks. This is the new Janus. <laughs> I yeah. think that might be the new Janus. I think we might be seeing. And so, what? what was the, and what was the year making model of this fucking thing? Uh, Eighty six. Yeah. Suzuki LT two thirty. Okay. Yeah. Is it the orange one? Yeah. Orange like the and blue. Or, yeah. Solid rear end. No yeah. suspension. Not yeah. the quad sport. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's the completely unsporty quad. Unsporty yeah. as shit. It's the, it's the unsport. But really, I just wondered because it has a huge rack on the back and just for hauling stuff, right. and, you know, whatever. It's a utility vehicle. It's just a little utility vehicle. Right. Two-wheel yeah. drive, not even four-wheel drive. Well, that's okay. It has forward, reverse, and to a dual-range transmission. So that's That sounds cool. like everything you need. 
But one thing led to another, and he's like, here, let me just show you how it doesn't oh, have spark. No. And when he started taking the spark Boy. plug out, I nudged Steve. I'm like, no. And the look on John's face was of utter horror. I'm like, no, don't try to start don't it. Don't you dare try to start no. it. That's not fair. You dick. Right. I'll take your word for it that it doesn't start. So there's a, there's a picture of it. So that's the, uh, the Suzuki. Yep. That's what I was yeah. trying to buy. So that's what you were trying to buy. LT230, dual range quad, ATV, got fucking gold rims too. Yeah. Oh, but, but the other uh, detriment to the spike was that the front end was tweaked really badly. Okay. Yeah. So the one of the, like the frame that comes up was sheared off. Okay. And it was, the one side was bent back about two inches if you look down on it. it was oh. Like the frame was like bent. So he in. ran hard into an immovable object. Correct. Yeah. But I mean, but for the yard, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. But I, mean, if I don't care if, I, if, I'm, if I'm crabbing across and the yard. Or what, right? like, get yeah. a pipe wrench and straighten that shit up. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. could work with it. Yeah. But lo and behold, he puts his fucking spark plug in it, hits it, and he's like, I'm like, ah. He's like, it's got spark. Oh my God, it's working. You're like, that's not spark. Well, he put then he put some freaking ether in it and put the plug back in and fired right up. It's almost like he watched Moto Stories with Unky Phil. I think so. <laughs> Motherfucker, this is it. It's screwing us over, Steve. We got to shut the it down. Shut Stop it the down. channel. We're giving people too much good information for free. People are charging money to learn how to work on motorcycles. Right. And we're giving it away for free on Moto Stories with Unky Phil. Fuck that. So it's the robot effect? It is the robot effect. Yeah. You're fucking yeah. roboting yourself out of a job. Damn it. So, so I'm like, oh, let's go, Steve. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Way to go. I I'm can like, hear well, I was going to offer you 400 Oh, I would never take 400 for it. I'm like, oh, no, I, I can hear the price going up in the distance. Oh, you got, you fucked yourself. So originally, I was asking 900 for it. <gasps> oh. And I lowered the price down to 600 or 650 or whatever it was. I was open to walk away with 400 Yeah, exactly. Why not? Right? But I mean, there's other fish in it. the sea. The yeah, guy's got a bunch of other affordable quads, junk. Right. I'm like, well, call me if you decide you don't want this for your kids to ride around Dude, the yard. There's a, a non-running. And he was like, he would have probably sold it for six fifty, but yeah, I want it cheap. I want, I want next to free. I can't blame you for for trying. I mean, me. yeah, Mid Ohio's coming up, guys. Mid yeah. Ohio's coming. So all that was that was just a little workout. That was just a brief. Hey, let's see if we're in shape for Mid Ohio. And clearly, you weren't. So you know, work on your, I don't know what I did work wrong. On your game. I mean, I guess I should have yeah. just walked up and be like, dude, I'll give you 400 for it right now. No questions asked. Yeah. Well, you should have dropped the spark plug on the ground. So Cracked it. Yeah. Broken it. I would have had to attack oh, the guy. Just nerf the outer electrode. Yeah. So just like, oh, yeah, let me clean that up for you. Tap, 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 and nerf the outer electrode into the I inner electrode. I had nothing to do with it. He did it all himself. Uh, I was just like, oh. You needed to intervene. I was going to say. That was I, should, I did almost want to be like, no, you don't have to try to do anything. I should have just been like, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't, don't, don't touch it. Don't touch it. I don't want to waste your time. Yeah. No, the worst thing that ever happened to me is I was buying a... a GL650. Well, it wasn't a GL650. It was CX650. And the guy's like, the thing runs. Yeah. And so I went to his house. I looked at it. And it like he hit it. It started like for like five seconds. It wouldn't start. I'm like, don't worry about it. I still want it. I just want to buy it. He's like, no, it runs. He laid on that starter for like two minutes until, until it started smoking. Yep. And then yep. it stopped. And I was like, shit, you burned out the starter. And not an easy starter to get. No. So yeah. I said to him, because I was going to give him, like, he wanted, like, seven fifty four right. or something. I was going to give him seven fifty. I'm like, well, I was going to give you seven fifty four, but, but now it's a $400 bike. Right. Because yeah. you burned up the you starter. You burned up the starter, and he's like, dude. okay. Yeah. 
Okay. So, so I took Man. the. I had like three GL five hundreds. I pulled the GL five hundred starter off of it, and I slapped that one in. Which okay. Fit, yeah. and I was fine. But I ended up hating it because it was just like a CM four hundred. Yeah. It's like a slope back piece of crap. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sway back. Whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, slope would be like yes. Well, I guess it would be a sway. sway back. Back. <laughs> Three stars. <laughs> no, that was a one star. Oh <laughs> shit, dude! I've had horrible. Then I, you know what? There are very few things where I'm ever like you know where I'm like yeah you know what that that fucking bike is that bike is pretty fucking hateable, right? <laughs> uh, but the one that always comes in first place for me is the CM400 mm. because it's like. It never had a chance. Like the bike was just like the Honda marketing department and the Honda engineering department and the Honda design department was just kind of like, you could tell these guys all went to work in the morning and one day they showed up at work and there was a big giant 11 foot wide uh, poster of a sportster hanging in the front of the other office. And they got to their desks and there's this 11 foot wide poster of a fucking sportster hanging there. And then there's the bucks, like the chassis, on either side of the room of a CM400 with no body work, just the frame and the tires and the motor. And they got to work and they were like, Oscar son, your job today is to make that into that. And you're like, <laughs> what floor are we on? Cause I think I might jump. <laughs> and what they ended up with, with a CM400. But they were in the basement. So they were in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar son was 12 at the time. So yeah, it wasn't a big deal. But, like, not kidding, we're talking about, like, that motorcycle just is a collection of, like, and I will admit, I also fucking hate the CB500T, which is another one where they're like, it was the same guy, but he was looking at a British motorcycle instead of at a Sportster, right? So that's that's the only difference with that. Um, that's a, I fucked myself out of a CB450 one time. <laughs> yeah, the guy had it. It was beautiful, original owner. Apparently, his son-in-law somehow blew it up. But went and, and rebuilt the whole thing. So it had new pistons, rings, and everything. And he's like, we can't start it up. We can't get it to kick. It's just kicking through. So I give it a kick or two, and I'm like, I know what's going on here. I'm like, well, and the price was like 300 bucks. Oh, oh. But it was like a friend of the family, and yeah, I'm like, I don't man. know if I just want to just totally. I'm like, I kind of know what's going on. Right. You probably could adjust this if you want to do this. Let me, here, give me see. <laughs> And I adjusted the clutch a little yeah. bit, and all of a sudden, oh! Because you can get to those clutches from the outside, dude. Yeah, the little yeah. the little thing. It's yeah. almost like a CT90, it's the little sets thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, as it turns out, then it was kicking through, and I'm like, oh. He's like, oh, we're, we're, we could get it started now. Thank you so much. I think we're going to try to keep it a little bit. And I'm like. Yeah, well, thank you so much for ruining your own goddamn deal. Yeah, yeah. so I turned my own hole. Did you need to open that beer? Yeah. I just, all right, there you go. So, uh, you guys, we are, uh, I don't know if anybody knew this, but it's National Bike Month. What? Oh, yeah. Not National Pedal Your Ass Bike Month. It's National Bike Month. And to celebrate National Bike Month, our friends over at the Cleveland Metro Parks, and we have many Cleveland Metro Parks uh, patrolmen and many Cleveland Metro Parks uh, service people um, who listen to this pile of shit we call a podcast and uh so we would like to shout out to them one shout out shout out to goddamn cleveland metro parks because yes you, we know your road is only 30 miles per hour <laughs> yeah. if it was two if it was a couple more days ago i would say may the forest be with may you may the forest be with may you forest, but but i would like to say this 
I'm going to just say for the case, for the sake of this podcast and for anybody who may drive through the Cleveland Metro parks, you guys never admit that you know that that is a 30 mile an hour road, right? Ignorance is your only shot. Look at that road. Look at it. it's beautiful. The corners are gorgeous. The curves are beautiful. It's banked. It's perfect. It's perfectly well maintained. I was overwhelmed by the nature. The nature was. I couldn't handle so much nature. Well, In fact, the reason I was going fifty-five. Did you see that amazing twelve-point <laughs> deer that jumped out at me? I had to miss him. That not, wood not was us. giving me wood. <laughs> not us. On what Saturday we got to go. We got to tour all the metro parks at about nineteen point three miles an hour for all oh. thirty-five miles. Oh of no! Them. No! Oh yeah, no! That was, that was horrible. Did you guys get behind? The, oh yeah. no! It was Sunday, wasn't it? Saturday. Right? Oh, it was well, Saturday. What was in front was of you? Saturday. Saturday. There's no Saturday. Saturday. It was oh, were you guys behind a Janus? You can have a okay. Sunday hey, driver hey, on a Saturday. Hey, hey. <laughs> I think it was actually a Subaru. Really? Oh. See, so, I wanted to pass, but I didn't know how you guys feel about me passing somebody, so I didn't pass. You right? know, the trick is somebody has to be the sacrificial fucking... You got to be the first lemming over the wire. So what you do is you make the pass, and then you slow, slow down, down yep. to basically the you know, wave the guy over and wave the guy over. And then when he gets pulls out of sight, all your friends go past. And then what you do, and I've done this before, is you walk up to the window on the car that you just pulled over. <laughs> and you'd be like, are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Are you Are you okay? Well, I'm okay. Oh, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe you were sick or having an episode or something because you were really driving slow and I wasn't sure. And I saw you moving around in the car. I thought you might have been having a heart attack. I just <laughs> wanted Stroke. I thought maybe I could offer first aid. But if you're okay, that's fantastic. And meanwhile, your friends are down the road and now you get to catch up to them. Yep. Yeah, that's my favorite move that's, in the that's world. That's a good move, man. Yeah, pull this, them over this, from the front. This person was a dick because yeah. Steve originally got kind of up on him a little bit yeah. to say like, hey, you're doing fucking 20. Oh, so you filled his mirror up. And then then they like went yeah. to 18. And yeah, because Steve there. filled his mirror up. Yeah. So then it was like, I can do this longer than you can. But they did it for the whole, like how far did they go? Berea? Like where were we? We were like so far and they were still behind this motherfucker. Well, yeah. then, then we tried the freeway and the traffic stopped dead. Yeah, well, that's because a squid got <laughs> smushed. Oh, I heard about oh, that. Yeah. yeah, that's no good. So yes, motorcycle <laughs> National Bike Month, and on the screen, and our podcast viewers will be happy to know that they can now see our screen. So on the screen, we have Sergeant Sarah. So Sergeant Sarah is one of the police officers who is in the motor division of the Cleveland Metro Parks, and you'll see that the motorcycle she's sitting on is yet another uh, Cleveland Moto provided awesome motorcycle. Oh, yeah, she's a bike. cute. That's there's, just a, there's that's, a bike in the picture. There's a bike in the picture. There's a bike in the picture. That's a happy zero. Uh, <laughs> Sergeant, yes. Sergeant Sarah is gorgeous, and she's a, she rides a uh, Yamaha R6. Wow. So she right. rides a Yamaha R6. She's a sergeant. Again, fuck with her. Look at, your, at that smirk, though. I got to give it to With her at her your own peril. No, she's super smart. She she's, may have made my heart flutter a little bit. But look, know. what a representative, okay? If you're going to say, in honor of the Cleveland Metro Parks, Again, this is the Metro Parks Police 100th goddamn anniversary, and they worked with First Energy to get themselves some, look, work with First Energy, right? What for, do, you know, do you know what First Energy has? Electricity. Energy. Money. Oh, that's do you it. know why? Because they got caught trying, like, because householder. Six, six billion. <laughs> because householder tried to buy elections and everything else and use this to give First Energy all kinds of influence in the state of Ohio. So guess what they're doing is they're giving back a little bit. So this is an opportunity. You know, Volkswagen got in a little trouble for some diesels. 
And they, they're building a level two and level three electric infrastructure. So, you know, you get caught putting your dick in the wrong person. You might have to pay some penance, right? So that's the same thing that's happening here. So First Energy, in fact, helped the Cleveland Metro Parks to buy two awesome zero DSRs. Man. Yep. And been, so that's super, super cool. I've been cuffed, thrown in the cars, and beat up. And none of the cops that have ever done that to me looked like that. I'm just saying. It, it, over the years, I'd be much happier about. Are my, you disappointed? I'm you're, very you're kind disappointed. Of disappointed. Would you like a do-over? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Been riding through the metro so parks I, every I fucking week. I was going to say now he's going to start drinking and driving through the metro parks <laughs> at 19 miles. And you know an what hour. the problem is? Oh. Sarah's not going to pull you over. It's no. going to be gun. Yeah, right. Gun is going to pull you over. I'm yeah. sure it can be you're arranged. Gonna the, you're going to see the DSR and your light, the lights and sirens behind you because there's the DSR right there. Yeah. You're going to see that bike in your rearview mirror, Get and excited. you're going to be like. It's on. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to manscape. You're going to get ready. Yeah. Well, yeah. thankfully, I'm going to be cleaned up a You'll little. You'll be cleaned so up. Yeah, You'll right. be ready. With the nice undies. And, and, and <laughs> officer, an officer gun is going to walk up to your window and be like, why are you running so hard, boy? You're not the right one. going to be like that in Super Troopers. Wait. <laughs> I, am going to, I am going to flee and elude you until I see Sergeant Sarah in my right, rearview right. mirror. Yeah. So that's, so that's a real <laughs> no, thing. No, no, no. So, so that's, I mean, but how cool is that? I mean, that's yeah, awesome. That's cool. And so like they say, with more than 24,000 <clears throat> acres to protect across diverse terrain, these vehicles will be a valuable asset for our officers and patrol. And Steve, yeah. you, you're pretty good at the range. So knowing how much battery they have and knowing they're only going 30 to 35 how many they'll get a lot of miles right like 100 some 100 was well, that a dsr it's a dsr 14.4 oh no go but wait guys even better it's got a power tank so oh. it carries an extra 3.6 on top of that so turn your 14.4 kilowatt battery until an 18.0 battery yeah, that's why she's smiling 210 miles of range wow yeah. 210 She's miles got the range. power tank yep power tank Got the power tank. And I can't wait to buy it on Gov Deals. Because <laughs> <laughs> Metro Park sells on Gov Deals. Oh, of course so. they do. Yeah. So, but well, and then the Metro Parks has a lot of ups and downs. So yeah. regen, regen a lot. Right. So that's exactly it. That's and I really, I feel like they they've started to have more electric vehicles in their fleet. And they've got level two charging stations now there at the at the station. You know, it's not far from our shop at all. And if anybody does ever come into Cleveland, by God, you got to take a ride on the Metro Parks. It is mm-hmm. one of the best motorcycle roads in the in America, except for the fact that it's thirty miles per hour. <laughs> so make sure you get good and fucking buzzed. Like you better have some of what's what Kromke's smoking uh, before <laughs> you go out there, because I can tell you when I'm. Medicated. Yeah. When I'm medicated, I feel like I'm going really, really fast when I'm not going really, really yeah. fast. And that's the perfect thing. Cause you know, you get older, you crashes hurt harder. So it's better to go slower. So yeah, super rock on. Well, well done guys. So, uh, fun stuff. Uh, you guys, we were talking about that, those Benelli's, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking about Benelli's and we were talking about Benelli 502X and you guys, who in this room has put together an SSR? Anyone in this room put together an SSR? Um, I bet you guys didn't know this. Steve, put your hand down. <laughs> <laughs> you still have shit to do on your bike, though. I, I, so. I almost put one together. <laughs> still working on it. One star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so there's that. I can tell you right so now you that mine has more mileage than anybody's. Yep, there you go. See? True. So True. here's because an interesting thing. Rides it at the plant. Everyone, <laughs> it's, it's yours is the town bike, yeah. right? Yeah. The town pump. <laughs> the town pump. What I bet you guys didn't know when you were preparing for the uh, SSR build off. Yeah. I bet you guys didn't know that um, right on their website, 
um, that is a build guide, uh, prep setup and prep guide for every product SSR imports. I, I didn't know well, that. Well, okay. that was cheating if we did that. <laughs> like Nick was, Nick mentioned that he even uh, watched a couple. Of, well, no, he started watching one video and then he stopped himself because it was kind of SSR cheating. has yeah. gone to the yeah. trouble of yeah. putting yeah. together, and and I'm not joking one bit when I tell you that SSR has put together build guides, um, setup instructions that would make Climber envious, that would make Haynes very fucking impressed. Um, when I built this 502X, I put this thing together. I, I you know, I turned the lights down low. <laughs> I, uh, I made sure the door was double locked. I put on some nice postmodern jukebox in the background. I got intimate with the bike. And what I did that I thought was so fucking cool is it literally gives you the hardware layout. So it gives you everything. It tells you the torque specs of every nut, Whoa. bolt, and screw in the bike. What, okay, was, was that front caliper like 1,000 yeah. foot-pounds? Yeah, yeah, so it was uh, 23 <laughs> elephant foot-pounds. <laughs> so if you take a look, it actually gives you, it starts with a crate. Yeah. So like if you're an idiot and the bike shows up at your shop in a crate, it literally gives you a step-by-step. -step. It's it created in a recyclable metal crate with a cardboard cover, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? That's pretty cool. It's really fucking cool. It with tells color you, pictures, not even like black yeah. and white blown out. It tells out. you exactly in what order to take the crate apart, okay? Yeah. Which is pretty fucking cool. Um, that's cool. How about this? It tells you all the boxes that come with the bike. So you can literally lay out what's in every single box and what should be there. And if you're missing any of these items, guess what? Don't continue, right? So how cool is that? Cut and remove the remaining zip ties. Then how about that for a layout? Ooh. Anybody seen one of those lately? That's pretty good. Yeah. That's so exactly the way I laid it out on the floor here in my shop. I laid everything out, made sure it was all there. Then it gives you part numbers for everything. So yeah. in case you're missing a handlebar end, you know the part number. It's to right the there. The bomb of the whole thing. Yeah. What if it tells you what step that is? It tells you it's step number 15 to put the battery strap on. Okay, not bad. Did somebody say strap on? How about this? This shit makes Ikea look fucking shitty. Yeah. Look at that layout. And I did it just like this because I wanted to prove that it could be done and how it would work. Because we are new, well, somewhat new to Benelli. We wanted to know how this was going to go. So we printed this out and I literally did it step by step. And what I can tell you is it's fucking genius. And at the bottom of every page, there's the torque specs. So there's the torque specs for every goddamn thing. I am going to tell you, <clears throat> I have prepped Triumph motorcycles. I've prepped Ducati motorcycles. I've prepped Moto Guzzi motorcycles. I've prepped Honda motorcycles that were all still brand new in the crate. And not one of them have I found anything like this. Well, and you know what's interesting? When, on the first page that you yeah. showed, so like this is obviously, you're getting into six $7,000 bikes with the one right. that you're looking at right now. Yeah. But they had it for the $899 they do. bike. And the yeah. $900. They have that, it for the moped. Yeah, that's impressive. Right. Like yeah. they, you know, like, yep. yeah. Yeah. And what I can tell you is very interesting is like the battery goes in sideways, right? So the battery goes mm. in sideways. It specifically tells you the technique for getting the battery in sideways and why it has to be in sideways. It tells you the right way to remove your uh, starter solenoid and to remove your fuse brick so that the battery can go in and then you attach those items later. It's very clever. It's very fucking smart. I, I have to give them credit for it. There are items in the packing material that it literally tells you, don't take this part off until you get to step 17. Right. Oh, that's fucking genius. 
that saves me a bunch of time. So if I would have taken this shit off in step one, which is when I would have thought I would have done it, the whole back end would have been flopping all over well, the place. And that's the thing. Don't you think that this probably saves them enough money of having to replace shit when guys fuck it up from doing stuff that it was worthwhile doing? Why doesn't every single manufacturer make this thing because yes this took them some time they had to take one of the bikes they had to get a photographer they had to point at work with a mechanic and tell them where to point and what pictures to take and they obviously didn't translate this from chinese well that's what i'm saying no, but ssr is an american <clears throat> it is they're americans yeah. so they yeah. can they understand the way and, we think and the yeah. thing is it's like you're absolutely right like i've seen some of like the like the pit bike guys that try to do it themselves mm -hmm. and it's cell phone pictures and it looks like shit Yep. This, these are all lit. Like right. each one of those yeah. pictures is very like well a flash. Lit. It's yep. lit. Like you can yeah. see exactly what's going on. Yeah. I'm very impressed by this. It tells yeah. you the right way to check the chain tension. It tells you the right way to check the coolant level. It really does a hell of a job. And we might want to read that chain, chain, chain tension. Chain tension one. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep, yep. So, yeah. And then what's nice too, is they give you a form that you can print out. That is the actual like 97 point PDI checklist. Huh. So in case you hired, you know, Hardy Marty, um, he can get the thing put together right and check all the boxes, you know? So I was very impressed by that. Very fucking impressed. Um, again, yeah, it does it sound like we're sucking on SSR's dick at this point? We're not. <laughs> we're, we're out riding their bikes and stuff, but I found this resource to be extremely helpful um, because we get people who call here all the time that have bought things and are like, hey, um, do you know how to put this thing together? Well, what the fuck, dude? You bought it. You know, you bought it. You don't know how to put it together. Don't say you're going to build it yourself if you don't know how to build it yourself. And this happens every day. Maybe the honest answer, too, is no, I don't know how to put it together because I've never put one of those right. together. Yeah. I sure as hell can probably figure out how to put it together. Oh, a guy was like. But so could you. Yeah. Can you can you tell me how to put together my Rever Pit Monster 200? And I was like, I don't even know what a Rever Pit Monster 200 <laughs> is. It might, it might be a shaver. You know, it could be. It's a pit monster. Okay. But another thing that people always want to say is a lot of people know specifications. Hey, John, how much oil do I use in that thing? Well, 1.2 liters. Right. Exactly. Look at the chart up on the screen. Do you know what they did for every single fucking bike they sell? Every bike they sell. Oh, they break it down. They break it quarts? down. Yeah. They tell you how many quarts of oil it takes. They tell you your chain slack. Okay. They give spark you plug. spark plug, what spark plug you need. They give you your valve specs right there, right? They give you your fork oil, how much, what the volume of fork oil is. They tell you who makes the engine, right? What company the engine came from. That gives you the chain and sprocket. That's something that comes in handy. You know, it's a 420 chain. Do you know that's at 102 links? That's pretty cool. You know, your front sprocket's a 14, your back sprocket's a 37. Sorry. That's Okay. Um, that's pretty badass. I, I was trying to silence my phone. How about this? How about 85 main jet? How about a 38 oh, pilot whoa, jet? That's awesome. Oh, that's pretty fucking cool, isn't it? Yeah. That's really cool. Tire pressures. Yeah, no shit. Front tire size, <laughs> back side tire size. This is all available to everybody. And it's not just available for one bike. It's available for every fucking bike they sell. Yeah, because that's usually, that's like seven different Google sessions trying exactly. to find out that information. Right. right. If I want to find out, oh man, TRK502X, Leon Chino. What fucking chain is on a Leon Chino? It's right there. And usually right. you only get like what 
like what like 420 425 yes. you don't get the links no you got to go and count the links because a lot of places have you ever if you counted could, links on a chain right and have you ever had confidence well not only no, that i've always done like oh shit was that 116 or 115 do i count the beginning or the end but not only that like you can order like so like it's better to order yeah. 104 if you need 104 right. because then they cut it yes and then if they fuck it up they fix it and they still send you one thing when you're at home and you fuck it up because you miscounted once yes. and now yeah. it's too short am i counting pins or am i counting links right i right. was trying to Master links because a link. Okay. I mean, you got a male, you got a female. Like, right. A link is technically like a link is male and female, right? Yeah. So, and this uh, is it. So, if I know I want to order a new chain for my TNT one thirty five, I know it's a four twenty eight. I know it's one hundred and sixteen links. I know I got a fifteen tooth on the front and a thirty six tooth on the back. Yeah, Didn't awesome. have to count anything. Didn't have to look shit up. It's all right here. So they just have some summer intern. Put all that shit together. I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> I right. don't care. All right, Phil, go on in there. Sit down. Right. Fill all this shit out for us. <laughs> we got 42 bikes back there. Don't leave a single block unfilled, yeah. right? And I think that's great because every got single- all summer to yeah, do it. Every single one of these things is a question somebody has called me. I can tell you, every single thing that's on here, I pick up the phone 120 times on an average workday. About 100 of those calls are something that I know is in an owner's manual. <clears throat> right? And I usually say, well, you know, there's a little bit of RTFM there. And they go, well, I don't have any RTFM. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a 125 CC fling poo. And I'm like, God damn it. But they want to know what spark plug that piece of shit uses. Read the fuck. Yeah. Manual. Read the fucking manual. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. You know what? I'll tell you what, I want you to go on Google and I want you to look up part number. We can't get it for you, but I think it's part number ID. 10 T. Yeah, that's probably it. I think if you find part number ID 10 T on Google, I think that's what you need. Click. But look, if I don't sell the thing you're asking a question about, and I don't have an owner's manual for the thing you're asking a question about, why would you think that I would fucking know? You know? It's it's just it. Your reputation precedes. It does. It does. The other day I quoted somebody on a spark plug for their rascal scooter. Uh, <laughs> I said, your problem is clearly the spark plug. Right. You need an NGKB 70S. What kind of oil? Just, just anything but olive oil. Olive oil. That's right. the only thing. I, I recommend work. a nice virgin <laughs> olive oil. A nice quadruple virgin olive oil, in fact. That'll get that thing moving right along. So I thought that was super badass that a company took the time yeah. to put every fucking spec for everything they sell. And it's not the bullshit stuff that we know they lie about, like seed height and weight and all that other crap. <laughs> Because that's all a lie anyway. But this is real stuff that people could use every single goddamn day. I think it's great. Like, I now know that there's 3.2 liters of oil in a TRK, right? That's cool. There ain't nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, that's badass. So I dig that. And for John, we also know that the chain slack, how much chain slack there's supposed to be? Yep, it says it right there. 10 Two to 20. Freshes. 10 to Two Michael Freshes, that's 20 millimeters. <laughs> that's so sad. Uh, if you use a lawnmower 4.0, so that's, yeah, yeah, it looks like six. Or another words, four, four Hoffords. Oh. <laughs> Once you get the bird out of the nest, it looks a little bigger. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that house would sure look bigger if you trim the hedges. That's right. Yeah. That's, but I'm, I'm, a, I mean, I'm obviously, I'm a big fucking fan of that shit. It's, it's more power to him. So I was more talking about the slack value. Oh, <laughs> slack the slack. Okay. I get it. No, very nice. Oh my God. If we're talking about slack, <laughs> holy shit. Uh, 
Sorry, didn't mean to wake you up, dude. <laughs> I'll let you get brain. back to sleep here at any moment. I yeah. still like when we went to visit in his office. He's like working on two motorcycles in his office, like in the room. It's <laughs> like bikes torn apart. <laughs> Again, that is that is just job security. Yeah, right. That's really what it is. Because <laughs> anybody who goes in is gonna be like. I think we could. I think we should fire him. And everybody's be like, "No, no, no." He wouldn't be that confident if there was anything we could fire him for. He wouldn't be that confident if if there was ever going to be an insurrection at a fucking sewage treatment plant, <laughs> it would be him leaving. <laughs> Look at that! The entire city of Oberlin can't shit. Well, they can shit. It just won't go anywhere. No, no. The one thing they did try to fire me for though is the chickens in my office. What chickens? <laughs> Wait a I was, second. I was raising. I was raising a bunch of chickens. So I, so I incubated these chickens <laughs> in my office, and I had all these chickens in my office because you know when they're little, they you can't just leave them outside. Okay, all right. So I was raising all these chickens in my office. All right, and free so, free range. Yeah, they're in your, free range. In free range office. In your office. Let me get there. Guess they're unsanitary. <gasps> yeah, in the sewage plant, yeah. <laughs> nice one, Crowley. Well, so then they tried to get me for that, and I said, and my, my logic is the water plant guy's got a golden globe and a credenza, and I have chickens and motorcycles. Oh. So if oh. I can decorate my office with live chickens and motorcycles if he can decorate his office with golden globes and credenzas. There you go. And they said, Sounds good to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to let that go. These are decorative chickens. <laughs> Did you know these are ornamental chickens? Yeah. They're my lunch in three weeks. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. Really? It's breakfast for the next week. Yeah. Two eggs every morning. I like my shit it, really fresh. And then a chicken dinner. <laughs> you didn't give me a fridge. Yeah. yeah. I have to have light stock. Um, so, uh, they could find yeah. somebody that can do skater like I can do, then they could... Right. Yeah, they could they could fuck you off. Um, so Chris Franklin, one of our Patreon uh, subscribers, says, "Hey, any more live Twitch streams planned? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that we don't because I mean we can I, do it. We I, can do it. We yep. have the technology. You know, um, we could do it. We could have that going, and we could have we could talk to them like they were here. I guess. Yeah, I mean, basically, you know? we could. We could. I, I have a camera too. I can make into a webcam kind of mm, thing. Yeah." It's just more to set up and more to bring. In. <laughs> I was going to say, it really is. <laughs> the, uh, anybody want to hear a really, 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 really long? We should, if if Patreon gets to a certain amount where we can hire an intern. Ah, oh, that'll never fucking then, happen. Then that we can will do never. We couldn't find somebody to load our ammunition for us at the range. Nope. We tried like hell to pay good money to have an ammo magazine girl. Yep. Just give her a pair of mechanics gloves and let her load magazines so that yep. we would be able to shoot more. Yeah. But now the cost of ammo has gone up so much, it'd be cheaper to buy the girl. The, uh, we could just shoot the girls downrange. <laughs> nothing the, wrong with that, though. Nothing wrong with that. That's, That's the it. same yeah. with wood. And somebody took a picture of this guy with two sheets of yeah. uh, plywood in the back of his yeah. pickup truck. And he's like, look at this guy showing, showing off, off his wealth. Yeah, you see, they found, is... a, you found, they, they see they found a, a million-dollar shipment of uh, two-by-fours hidden inside bales of cocaine. They're showing all those the the train station. It's three eighths of a mile long, stacked to like four stories high with just lumber. They're just stockpiling the lumber. Okay, and then on uh, uh, YouTube they had the guy at the the mill. Like uh, I don't know, there's like five or six mills that make wood. Yeah, and he's like, we're at full production, and he showed all this wood. He's like, in twelve hours we're going to process all this wood. Yeah, he said. And he showed he showed all the invoices, and he said that 
we're making the exact same amount of money that that our mill is making the exact yeah. same amount of money that it was before this whole thing. Yep. It's like the middle guy, the the guys who are selling the lumber are the ones that are are uh, ripping everybody off. We have somebody here in the shop who works part time, uh, who also works at Lowe's, and um, does see the invoices, and I can tell you that. Lowe's is not paying any more for a sheet of plywood today than they were paying six months ago. Um, and the people that grow the trees, you can watch many YouTube videos where people who grow that lumber and have these forests that are forests that are professionally yeah, sustainable, sustainable and, and build lumber. They're telling that they're like, look, we aren't getting any more money for our trees. Like we're still providing the same trees, the same price as we were two years ago. So the, the profiteering is on the corporate level. Well, there is a worldwide chip shortage though. Yes. Yes. A worldwide chip yep. shortage. Yes, exactly. Different uh-huh. chips. So on that, um, <laughs> Matt Brewer, Matt Brewer, <clears throat> you guys might want to settle in for this. Oh Matt Brewer writes, cheers, Cleveland Moto podcast. You don't have to read this aloud if you don't want I'm oh, rambling. Game on. Okay, for the record, <laughs> if you want to make sure your shit gets read on the air, Ask be like, this is something I find very sensitive Challenge and it's important accepted. to me and I'd really like to have your private views on this. Yes, we'll put it on a t-shirt. Call Rand, call Rand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Having a bit of trouble here, first let me say that I know just a blonde one above fuck all. Hopefully that's a redeeming quality and that I can recognize and admit my shortcomings while seeking help from the gurus. Not gurus. Wild stabs at best. Okay, everything I know about bikes, I've learned from my former one percenter, typical Harley guy father. YouTube, my many mistakes, and your fucking podcast over the last two years. Well, we've been doing this for 11 years, so step the fuck up your game. (laughs) All right, you got a lot of back episodes to find. Also, fully recognizing that you've covered all this before, but it's not working like it should because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Please allow me to share my issue. You guys ready? My penis is no. Sorry, sorry. All right, <laughs> hold on. Email. So I bought a nineteen. So I bought a running nineteen ninety seven Triumph Adventure Thunderbird. Hey, we know people that have had those bikes, right? Um, it's a two cylinder motorcycle. It's a Thunderbird Adventure. Oh, that's kind of a weird mix, right? Okay, so but in the nineties, they were putting that tw- that twin motor into anything. You can wake him up any time you like. I did have a I did have a ninety two Magna. <laughs> no, let him go to sleep. We got fucking lawnmowers, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh shit! I did have a ninety two Magna, but I didn't know how hard it was to to deal with a bunk title, and it sat for four years before I eventually sold it. So he did not get a title for his fucking Magna. Oh boy. <laughs> Pointed at the camera. Uh, The Triumph was ridden to my house by the previous owner, but sat for about a month while I waited to get my endorsement. This was around July of 2020. Got all legal, got some gear, got some paycheck, and off I fucked towards all the fun I'd be having and been wanting to have for years. Stall. Start it up. Stall. Start it again. Stall. I'm pissed. The dream isn't working out like I thought. Why does it need so much fucking throttle just to keep it alive when I take off from a stop sign? It's idling like shit. So much so, in fact, that I got to have several clincher moments as my front tire left the earth exuberantly, baby wheelie, just trying to pull away from a stop sign. After some internet research and some phone calls with Pops, we decided that it needed to have the carbs cleaned. Mm-hmm. They always need to have the carbs cleaned. Mm-hmm. That should be our next fucking t-shirt. Just... Did you clean the carbs, right? Mix was off, so I'd have to shove it off the line with handfuls of throttle. So I ordered the kits, stripped it all down. Everything's clean. New jets, new rubbers. By this point, it's winter in the South, so I decided to park it and do some work. Yeah, because it was probably like 52 degrees out. Yeah, you poor guy. Yeah, you poor guy. Well, okay. buy two more kits because 
You're going to have to rebuild them in the spring. In the spring. <laughs> <laughs> I changed the chain and sprockets, overhauled the brakes, new tires, oil change, etc. All the stuff that I had no idea whether it's been done or not since it left the factory in 97. So here it is spring and I've got everything back together. My front brakes absolutely will not bleed right. I've newly replaced all the interiors in the master cylinder and the caliper. New rubber, braided lines, banjo boats. I've worked on them for hours. I tried using a pump too. The fluid is coming down. I'm just not getting any pressure building up in my brake lever. It's totally slack and it's dry. Driving me nuts. Also, I'm chasing the hell out of an air fuel mixture uh, problem in the carbs. I have to take the whole triple carb assembly. It's a triple. Mm-hmm. This is a three-cylinder motorcycle. I have to take the entire triple carb assembly all the way out to adjust the pilot screw because a fucking Chinese toddler couldn't fit a hand in there, and the $50 tool that I bought online is dog shit of fucking course. Those are the symptoms, but the biggest problem is that I need a fucking rabbi, a guru, somebody that knows their asshole from their elbow that can fucking help me with advice. There aren't many shops in Memphis at all. The couple I've called won't touch it. My dad isn't in town, and bless the fucker, he tries. He always ends up saying some shit like, I don't know anything about British bikes, though. Well, don't worry, because it's barely a British bike. I really don't (laughs) want anyone else doing it anyway. I just need some more detailed info. And yes, I've YouTubed and Googled the holy fuck out of everything. Bought the original factory service manual and a Haynes manual. The internet is giving me an insane amount of directionless information, and it's like trying to drink from a fire hose. I found three guys to show me how to build dry vacuum gauges for carb sinking, but not one fucker could tell me how many turns out I should start with my pilot screw. Triumph forums are just online brothels for pervy old men with pod filter fetishes. <laughs> I like wow, that. I love this. That okay. was good. Hold on, we're not done yet. I've rambled on forever. I'm good at it, but also good and pissed at this damn thing. I've had so much love for it, but I'm frustrated and I've come about an inch from kicking the bitch off the jack about three times, but then I'd have to fix some more shit. <laughs> anyway, thanks for taking the time to read through all this bullshit and thanks in advance for any help you might can offer. Longtime listener and avoided pulling a rand until just now. <laughs> he wrote that by the way podcast sounds great now i'm current but i'm also back in the 100s as well kind of listening to both at the same time while the burping and chewing was still absolutely madness <laughs> and then he says thank god you fuckers got headphones thank you matt from memphis okay well, first thing that jumped out to me because yeah. he mentioned he did all the brake stuff right yep but did he get a new gasket for the actual master cylinder right. at the top <laughs> yeah that was the first thing that kind of hit my mind because that, that won't build cause it to it won't pressurize. If, yeah, if, well. if it has a leak in the top of the gasket, how's it going to push any air you down? You mean it's the gasket? For the, the top can. Yeah, like, it's not going it to... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's got, a, it's yeah. got, the, it's got that uh, expandable diet. Like, That's uh, what I'm saying. If the diaphragm's cracked or broken or anything like that, it's not going to let you build pressure. Yes, it will. How? You can have it sitting here in your hand with the whole lid off. You put some fluid in it. And you can pump it with your hand and hold your finger over it and pump the pump the lever. It'll go down, but it's not going to get rid of all the little bubbles. Well, it'll build pressure. Well, it, yeah. As you said, it wouldn't. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Manscaper. <laughs> Since we did last week's episode where we totally refuted everything that lies in the Misfits set except for the Honda Goldwing and, and the, the... Oh, the, the Vespa. Yeah, the, their top Vespa. 10 list. Yeah. Since we Rally. did that, everybody around the table has gotten a little more coarse, like a little more like, yeah, because you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> a little edgy. So apparently we've greenlit edginess. Like yeah, that's yeah. been like, oh shit, <laughs> the fuck, man? It's okay. So yeah, the bike in question, it's a, you know, it's a Triumph Thunderbird. Uh, you know, it's what they, Thunderbird Classic, mm-hmm. Thunderbird Sport, but just with a Harley Davidson Sportster back. Fender. Why do people keep doing that? Look at that fucking bike, man. Why do people feel the need to put that goddamn kickflip bullshit? I mean, that that's just 
fucking stupid, man. Every motorcycle in the world is going to be like, okay, well, we've got this on the front end. What do you got? We got an inline four cylinder. That's great. We got an inline six cylinder. That's great. No problem. What are you going to do? You're going to do some cool brakes or something? I would do spoke wheels. Oh, you're doing spoke wheels? Yeah, I'm going to do spoke wheels. I got to put a flipped up tail on it. What the shit, man? When did that become mandatory? Just like, just because something's got webbed feet doesn't mean it automatically has to be a duck. It could be a platypus. It could be any number of things. It doesn't just have to be a duck if you start with webbed feet. That flipped up bullshit. My, my super magnet's got the same thing on the back of it. I hate it. Like, what part of that? Was that just somebody saw a KZ-1000 once and went, that's a good idea. We should stick with it forever. For everything. For everything. Yeah. What do we got on the back? Is, is the bike got a, is a bike, could be, could it maybe be called a cruiser? Kick flip on the tail. Yeah. Sure. Why not? But that's what it is. It's a triple. So he's right. You can't get into the goddamn idle adjustment screws, a motherfucker. And um, what's the deal with, uh, with sinking the carbs though? Same as any other, right? He's a million miles away from that right now. I hate to say it. I mean, he's not there. I mean, my, my would you like me to speak like, to his issues? Please, John. I think we all would like to have you speak to his issues. On your brake issue, I'd start right from the top with the master cylinder. And like I said, take it off. Dump the fluid out of it. You know, you don't necessarily, might not necessarily need to take it all apart and take the plunger out. But definitely, definitely, definitely make sure the little two tiny little holes in the bottom of the master cylinder are free and clear. Pour a little bit of brake fluid in it. Leave the lever on it. You can leave the cap off of it. And you can, and you can just bleed it right there. Hold your thumb over the hole. And bleed it right there and make sure it'll go. Psh, psh, it eventually it should bleed up and you should be able to squirt brake fluid out that way. And then I would just do that and chase it all the way down to your caliper. So put the next, put the banjo on. Another thing is leave your banjos and stuff loose. That'll let some air escape. And sometimes, so it's basically, you're just bleeding it through each fitting. And eventually it'll work out. You'll, it will get it bled if you do that. It just. Loosen, it's counterintuitive, but sometimes loosening your banjos and just letting it flood out and chase all the air out and then tighten them all back up and then pump it and it'll come back. It's a little messy, but... I want to, I will call your attention to the, the sex crime that is on the screen right now of this <laughs> motorcycle. What the actual shit? What happened to the back end of that motorcycle? What the fuck happened? That is like, if you look at the last 18 inches of that bike, that could be 175 different bikes. Yeah. There is just, and like the middle of the bike is great. Whoever put the high riser handlebars on it and then the single front disc on a 17 inch rim, like there's a lot of hate crimes going on in that motorcycle. It's just, yeah, it's not, ah, oh, man, that back end is just offensive. God, that's so fucking evil. I'd Let like me to speak to the carburetors. The yep. Let me speak to the carburetors. I don't know what type of rebuild kits you bought. Um, I wouldn't use any of the jets or any of the brass out of any rebuild kit. I would keep all of your old original brass, your jets, and all that stuff. Probably even your float needles, unless they're the rubber tip type, and then you might want to replace those. But take a good look, too, when, you ha when you ha you're when you probably going to have them apart again. Mm -hmm. um, just hold them up sideways and do the old thing and see how you use the floats as a pendulum. They should, your needles should be seating at about three to four degrees mm -hmm. when you tip them this way and make sure they're all in the line. You might want to also be, just do a little quick, once you put them together, flood them on the bench and make sure nothing's overflowing or anything like that. You I might always, have. Yeah. I will not hang a carb until I've literally bench tested it. I'm going to take the thing and I don't care if I put it in my fucking vice. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to run fluid through it and I'm going to diddle the fucking bowl. And I'll do the bowl and make sure that it's producing. Exactly. And the other thing that I can do is I can use my air compressor and I can run air through it because these are CV carbs. 
So there's mm. CV carbs. I can run air just on my regular air compressor line and my blow gun, and I can run air through it. And what do I see? I see fluid coming through the jets. So I can sit there and mechanically operate the throttle all I want. But remember, these are vacuum-operated carbs. So if I don't simulate a ton of air pressure, a ton of airflow going through it, those diaphragms won't raise. And if the diaphragms raise and I see moisture coming out, what do I got? I got flow. I got fluid coming through. I have pressure. It's a decent thing. These are the rubber tip needles. Um, if anybody wants to kind of get a better idea what these carb kits look like, KNL makes a decent uh, kit for these. Um, we do a, a lot of business with KNL, so the KNL kits for these. But the biggest, the biggest devil on these things is if you get that fucking float bowl gasket. Mm. If you get, it can get gas on it one time, <laughs> and that one time it gets gas on it, it better be literally when you're putting it together. Because once it gets permeated with gas. Well, gas is one thing. Right. Carb cleaner is oh, no fucking go. That thing will turn into a piece of linguine. They, they just expand. Yeah. They, they swell yeah. up. It is the worst thing. So when you put it together, you put it together dry. I literally put a, one little smoosh of grease into the panel just to give that, that natural rubber O-ring something to think about. And I'll put a little grease in there. And that holds the O-ring in place when I'm putting the bowl back on. So it doesn't pinch or get over. You see on these on these carburetor kits, there's like six places that fucking O-ring because it's not an O-ring. Look at that thing. It looks like a fucking subway map. <laughs> it's not an O-ring by a million years. It's an XO oval corner 90 degree ring. So you put that thing, use some grease to hold it where it should be, put it on, put it together dry, and then let the gas go into it. Because if you get that fucker, you're right any carburetor cleaner at all and that thing becomes useless throw it in the trash it's amazing so like a lot of my painting stuff you know yeah. I, I bought a cheap airbrush i was looking for a bigger airbrush whatever and it's, it's not necessarily an automotive one it's just an airbrush right right most of them don't have a lot of o-rings but this one did and it's like oh, I, it has no. like a bigger t tank on the top so i used it to paint some stuff and then i was cleaning it in lacquer thinner or whatever and i was like what the hell is this? I'm like, where did this come from? And this O-ring was like this fucking big. <laughs> and I'm like, where did this thing come from? And I looked at it. It used to be that big. Like it literally swelled yeah. up like 50 times the size of itself, like in two seconds. I hate to be the guy, but I know that you put these carbs together and I know that you did all that work and it was heavy duty. And we know we've had the carbs off of these bikes before. It's a bitch and a half getting them into the air handlers. Like these carbs suck to put on. I will speak They're to no um, uh, your air fuel mixture screws and accessing them and everything. Yeah. You, you, you should, they should probably, I think those ones are two and a quarter. I, think I could be wrong. Yeah. So you would screw them all the way until gently, till they gently seat. Yep. Not too hard because those might also be the ones that have the extra, extra fine little tip. Mm -hmm. that if you screw it in too hard and then when you go to back it off, it'll just break off. And then that's a ruined carburetor. Mm -hmm. But screw them until you just gently feel them seat and then back them out. I believe it's two and a quarter. You should be able to look that up that's somewhere. That's look upable. But yeah. well, it's either two and a quarter or one and a half. I found a YouTube out. video for it. That's what I remember. One and a half for well, mo a lot of them yeah. are one and a half. Most of them are one and a half. Right. Right? Most the, of them are one and a half. Maybe one and three quarters. And <laughs> well, you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As to balancing your carbs, you can bench balance them pretty easily by you'll turn, you'll have your rack of carbs, you'll open, you'll turn your idle adjustment screw up so right. it opens your butterflies a little bit. You take any drill bit, like a one eighth or whatever, and yep. you put it in there, and you turn it down till it touches mm -hmm. in one carburetor. Right, and then you stick it in the other oh, ones. Oh wow, that's cool! And make sure that you, you're just using that drill bit as a feeler gauge right. 
to make sure that each one of those butterflies is exactly That's the same. Cool. If you've done that, mm -hmm. the bike should run great. Right. I mean, it should pretty much be synced because right. each one of the butterflies is if controlling the, the, the flow yeah. and they're exactly the same. So, right. Wow, that's a good idea. Yeah. I never thought of that. I think the biggest thing you said, though, is save the brass that was in yes. the original yeah. car because mm -hmm. I've never had any luck right. buying yes. a rebuild kit and yes. putting the brass in. I mean, it's, it's always it always messes something. If you, at the very least, compare them because you they could say the same number, but you look them up. I've seen where you mm. can, it's the same number, but you hold them side by side and you're like, there's no way that's the same size jet. Yep. Or the taper. I mean, just the taper and then the jet holder. Right. You know, isn't the, the metering needle, right. the way it, it fits into the emulsifying and tube. Generally and speaking, so there's a rule of thumb that um, that I go by. If you're using a vacuum carb, a CV carb, generally it's 1.5 turns out. If you're using a Mikuni, it's generally two turns out. Um, a good handy tip is on modern motorcycles, if you need a D-tool, so a D-tool is this thing that basically the end of it, when you look at the end of it, it looks like the letter D. It's what you use for, they use it for security to keep people with screwdrivers from making air fuel adjustments. And so it's just a little tool they get to sell you. I've got a bunch of them over in the drawer. And it's just a, literally, it's like a screwdriver. You hold it in your fingers and it's just for adjusting air fuel screws. And keep in mind, yep. some carburetors come with no access to that at all. Absolutely. Yeah, where it is out. cast over. Drill that you out. have to yeah. actually drill yep. To get to the screw that they have bunged it. Yep. And so with the D tools, my rule of thumb is if it's if I'm working on a carburetor and I see that it has a D tool for the air fuel mixture screw, my brain automatically goes, okay, that's 1.5 turns out. So the D tool equals 1.5. If it's a regular screw, then I if it's a Mikuni, so if it's a Mikuni carb, I know two turns for that and if it's a vespa then we do 1.5 turns out for that unless right. it's a stella in which case it's fine threads modern oh. vest like stellas and stuff and lmls they use three turns out because it's tw the pitch of the th the threads is oh, twice that's as that's why yeah. okay it's fine, fine, pitch. fine pitch exactly yep so, so with the d tools too yeah. he was saying he has problems accessing or i mean d tool or screwdriver right. or whatever yeah what i bought was one with a, a, a flexible uh, shaft. Yes, absolutely. And then you could weave yep. that in yep. and you could put whatever tip you want yep. on that tool. So absolutely. You could, mm -hmm. It could be a D tool, it yep. could be a, a screwdriver, it could be whatever. Anything you want. So you could make an adjustment yep. by weaving it through yep. and into the position that you need it. And, and those are w well worth the money. Yeah. And uh, I, one thing that they sell ahead. for dirt bikes yep. is extended mixture screws. Yes. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, where you normally have to get a screwdriver up there. They have it's extended, so it actually comes down, and you can just kind of grab it with your yeah, finger. Yeah, I had I had that's that on my husky cool. that I sold to Phil. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was like a little red guy. It was nice. Yeah, yeah a long cool. a long range adjustment screw. Yep. Um, but you know what's funny? A lot of the the Chinese bikes that are coming now, so they do that. They they bung off the air fuel mixture thing. Yeah. And like my Grim, it's supposed to be one point five out. It was a quarter out. Yeah. And so when I got it, it ran like shit. So I mean, all these people are buying these mm -hmm. for first bikes, and they're not even. It, I mean, it's not hard to set that thing at 1.5 turns. It out. was detuned. Ah, uh, it was detuned for uh, for medium for, range. Tuned for mid range. <laughs> so, uh, so they make so these things are a fucking godsend. I have this in the straight ahead version. I also have it in the uh, 90 degree version. So what these things are great for is there's Holy literally crap. a screwdriver that goes up the middle. Okay, and then with this you have this lever that gives you the ability to hang on to it or turn it or also count your turns. So huh. that is a very, very handy tool to have around. And I have them this way, which is just straight on, but I also have them with a 90 degree. 
So you can reach in there and do them that way. That's sort of the home gamer kind of thing. Like that's the, for the people that are like, hey, I can do this. I have a tool. This is for the fuck you. This is for the we're not asking anymore. This has in there. We've got all the different D tools, all the different bits. Tips, yep. So this is that set. And then we got this bad motherfucker, which is the Motion Pro 90 degree quarter inch hex driver. And what this does is it literally uh, yeah. takes your work and what? puts your work anywhere oh, you want. That's cool. okay? Yeah, that's really so cool. So isn't that cool? Yeah. So, uh, so I'll pass this around so the class Sexy. can see it. But what's really cool about it is on the bottom of the handle, you can index it. And so you can literally see what an eighth of a turn is, what a quarter of a turn is, what three quarters of a turn is, what a full turn is, wow. all by just turning that. And that's, that's turning cheating. Dude, this is so cheating. So I'll pass this around so the group can enjoy it. That's pretty cool. And uh, that's the Motion Pro 90 degree. Also, if you have a, an itch that's at least three or four inches in an orifice, you could probably hit it. With the right. <laughs> now, what I'm going to say about this is don't ever borrow one of these from a friend, right? Uh, this is not a cheap tool. This is something that, you know, this is something that might be a prized tool for somebody. This is the right side of $100. Um, you know, to dealers, this is $72.99. But the, the cool thing about this, the reason I really like it is it's, it goes into very, very hard to find places. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really can be used but you can't break shit free with this. I mean, you can put quarter inch drive sockets on it. I do that all the time. It works when you are like, how the fuck, do, why did they put a nut there where you can't possibly get to it? It's a right. blind turn. This works really well. But remember, you cannot under any circumstances break something free with this. Right. So this is just for making adjustments. This is just for kind of getting something hooked up. But if you don't, if you don't have one of these dudes for 73 bucks, if you're going to be dicking around with carburetors, um, you might should have want to buy one of these. I mean, I know 73 bucks is expensive for a tool. Um, also, not made in China, by the way. So this is not uh, Harbor Freight. No, I, um, excuse me. I don't dick around with carburetors. Right. I take them very seriously. Exactly, right. If I mean, this is a tool that, like, if you have it in your garage and yep. friends come over, you're always going to be like, the, oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just well, that, it's, too. It is, a, it is a tool. I heard Emma say one time that, the idea behind having a good quality tool is that you can do the job in 10 minutes instead of an hour. Yeah. yeah right. So yeah. if you're getting paid 90 bucks an hour, you're charging a customer 90 bucks an hour doing a job in 10 minutes rather than an hour, or even spending 15 minutes in your toolbox, trying to find three tools to put together to reach the thing you need to reach. Right. When you have this look, if I can do a set of carburetors two times with this thing, it pays for itself. Yeah. Right. So I do like, I mean, I like having good tools that have a, a specific job. And, uh, but I, this is definitely not a tool. Though. Like there are those tools like right. that you buy. Like I, I remember like a 69 Chevelle for the brakes had to have some wiggly little fucking yeah. like thing. Yeah. And like you use it once every four years or something. Yeah. This is like a tool. You might not use it every day, but you de there's more than one use for this tool. Yeah. I you was, uh, I, mean? I was kind of, I was working on some motorcycles in, uh, in San Diego at, at uh, Motorsport, you know, and so I was working on some bikes that I was selling there. And uh, I, of course, what were they? They were all 70s Japanese bikes. They all had multiple carburetors. And the funny thing was, I couldn't find one of these in their, in their shop because they're not a motorcycle shop. They're a scooter shop. So I was like, oh, shit. And I don't, I don't keep one of these in my toolbox for obvious reasons. Okay. They, they don't make a shorty version of this, right? It's like nine feet long. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's 14 foot Irish right there. So, uh, but, 
but I, I bought one. So I, even yeah. though I own one already, I bought another one just because I knew that when I was working with Robot mm-hmm. that I was going to rebuilding, like for those bikes we had out there, we had 10 bikes, f- four carburetors each. I'm going to do fucking 40 carburetors. I'm going to buy one of these. So I bought one. So now I have, you know, I have one in my toolbox here and I have one in my toolbox at home. Nice. And these things are real time savers. So if you're going to do carburetors or a bunch of carburetors, hell shit, if you're going to do one carburetor and you got 75 bucks to throw away, do it. Buy that fucking thing. I mean, it's cool. if 75 bucks gets your bike running perfect, it's okay. well worth it. Oh, and I'll tell you the time that it saves being able to literally get in there. Um, the two things that I can recommend to everybody who works on bikes. One, get yourself a headlight. Get a lamp that you can wear on your fucking head that is brighter than fucking God. Dude, yeah. I just saw the best. This is crazy. So like, it's a DIY hack, yeah. and you can get it from Thingiverse. I think I'm going to print some and bring okay. them to you guys. Yeah. So headlights, like when you're working on a car, everybody puts one little light right here, right. and it's yeah. kind of whatever. Yeah. These guys were like, that's very no, unnatural. Yeah. So now you take LED yeah. strips and you mount them and you put three white <laughs> right. LED strips and it goes around your forehead to right. here. Yeah. And so there's light coming out everywhere. So no matter where you, you look, look, like a UFO. You do, yeah. but but they showed a dude working on a car. Yeah. And like wherever you look, it's perfectly lit up. It's a, right. it's it's awesome. And now with the LED, like the strips yeah. are like four dollars for like a thousand. You know, like you can. I mean, yeah. I always wanted the bite light, like it had a little rubber block I on used it, to have one. so I could bite it. <laughs> yeah, you, know, I had you turn one it on, you can just sit there and you can adjust it up and down or every one. The thing with the bite light was, I had a bunch of those. I bought them because they were real cheap, and you literally they just had one LED in them, and you throw it in your mouth. And actually, God left. We were joking about scooter, uh, scooter West Motorsport scooters. They had a keychain that was like a little fake leather keychain that had a bite light in it. You could squeeze it, and a little light would come on. Mm. And I got a couple of them. But for for real, the, yeah, here's up on go. the board. Here you go. That's this like is, a commercial yeah. one. Yeah. Well, that's the 180. I love it. 180. The yeah. 180 headlamp. So the 180 headlamp kit. You know, this is from the usual scumbags. It's the Jordy. Look, this. <laughs> yeah, it's the Jordy exactly. So that. <laughs> yeah. Yep, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So there it is. So that that thing exists. So there it is. At um, work, the one guy bought us some of the. It's a little. It looks like almost like the Bluetooth thing that goes around your neck. Right. But it's two lights that come out here. Yeah, exactly. There's two separate ones, and they're USB rechargeable. It's pretty nice. And my thing about the headlights, about lighting, is so I taught Steve. So Steve was like, he goes, Phil, you know, he goes, the two things that he picked up from me is one, of course, I, I always oh, have a, always have a Gerber tool. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And Steve just has like a leather pouch full of random tools on his belt. And he'll try to like jog across a parking lot and he'll lose $40 with the tools, you know, scissors for everything. <laughs> yeah. Scissors are handy. When we go to the dinner with Steve, Steve's always, always like, he's scissors. doing portion control with scissors that he last cut like sewage pipe with. He's cutting like <laughs> cilantro and shit yeah. with scissors. Like, oh, yeah. I got this. I got this. Cutting this for everybody. It's fucking great. The dude's a rock star, yeah. but... But so I turned him on that and then I turned him on to the headlamps because I always have a headlamp when I'm working and glasses, because even if you don't have bad vision, having a set of cheaters costs one dollar. And if you have a pair of one point five or two point oh cheaters and you're trying to read a jet or trying to rebuild a carb. I know you look stupid. You're sitting there hanging your stupid glasses off your face like you're 70 years old, you know. And But if you're doing this and you are legit rebuilding something, all you care about is what's in your hands. Right. And if you can see it 50% closer and six, 50% more in focus, for it makes buck. for a dollar. <laughs> for one fucking dollar. Even before my eyes went to shit, I had cheaters hanging on every toolbox. Yeah. Because, hey, Renee, can you do me a favor and tell me what jet this is? 
because they print them with like angel's breath. That's a 108. Great. <laughs> That's a 116. That's a drilled out 130. Fuck you. You don't drill out jets. You buy new ones. And if you do drill it out, take all the numbers off of it, you dick. Yeah. yeah. You know, the next thing, after you drill a jet out, when you're done punishing yourself for drilling a jet out, take that bitch over to the grinder and grind all the numbers off of it. Because if it's going to be a mystery jet, it should look like a mystery jet. <laughs> Fucking hate drilled out jets. It's bullshit. Man. I love them. John, I'm telling you, I have worked on more bikes where I've been like, that can't be the right jet. It says 128 on it. And I'm like, I know my Cooney and Kian use different systems for what a 128 is. It's not always a mathematical measurement. Sometimes it's like one is the universal one. And then two is two tenths. Of I the didn't drill number. it out if it was a 128. No, it wasn't. No, no. But you've drilled out your share of 102s. No. Usually the pilot jets. Is oh, the, 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 yeah, pilots, the pilots. Yeah. 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 I might be guilty of that. The, uh, <laughs> that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know it's got a 55 in it, but I really wish it was a 90. <laughs> What's 90? This will do. <laughs> yep. I've got a good set of pilot drills. I mean, I got a really good set of pilot drills I spent decent money on. But if you use them with anything other than the hand clamp mm-hmm. brass thing that they come with, Bro. you're like, I'm going to put this in my tiniest, weakest drill broken. Those things are, those are made of butterfly wings like yeah. those i seriously. always just put the 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 jet in the drill in the drill yeah. and then i hold my bit yeah. with a, a vice grips yep. or something like that and just <laughs> it is it is like doing the world's smallest lathe yeah. i'm just gonna chuck this bitch up hold on i got it because you're like what is that measurement it's not an eighth of an inch no it's not a sixteenth of an inch no it's literally a like an italian coarse one yeah <laughs> it is all it is yeah there there is nothing there. It's so, so bad. All right. So that was a letter from our friend, Matt Brewer. I hope uh, that helped you, Matt. Matt uh, I, I feel mean, I bad for you, dude. I, would, I wish yeah. I was there. I'd give you any, any help. I could. John and I beat our head together on a fucking triumph Thunderbird sport. And, and we can tell you that one, anybody who tells you that's a British motorcycle. Nope. That is not a British <laughs> motorcycle. That is a Japanese motorcycle filtered through Britain. So all that thing is, man, like that is a little Cosworth race car motor in the shape of a motorcycle. That's what that is. That And it's a beautiful motor when it's working great. It ran great when it left here. Ah, damn it, dude. Run great when it left here. I would like to know the the, the history, the, the post-us history of that bike. I'd like to know what it did. It go on to be awesome Speaking forever. Speaking of post-us yeah. history of bikes, the other day when Steve and I were trying to buy uh, the Quad Runner, you remember the gentleman who bought his BMW? Who bought Steve's BMW? Steve's BMW. Wait, 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 wait. The gentleman who was vertically challenged. I mean, crashed a bike a lot. Yeah. Well, oh, the guy, that, the guy that actually bought it. Oh, the who, guy that actually oh, bought the, it. Who the had, next guy? Yeah, the yeah, next who, guy. Who had almost no motorcycle acumen whatsoever. Exactly. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Roger that. Uh, and Steve was. I think if you'll recall, we talked about it on the podcast, kind of like, man, I really hope the guy doesn't crash and yeah, die yeah, and stuff right. like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 What happened? Now we were we were going to look at that bike, and it's. I, it appears that he came by with a set of arrow stitches. 
And he looked all outfitted. And he oh, had so a helmet he, on. So he had a couple of grand to spend on Stitch. He was coming the other way. And I'm like, Steve, that was your that was your RT. That was your bike. The guy's still alive three weeks later. Yeah. And he's riding. And, and now he's like a BMW own... douchebag. And guy. now he's literally, he's <laughs> bought his way into the BMW club. Yeah. So he's got the Aero Stitch on. He's got the all well, I, mean, I don't know. I'm just saying it's Aero Stitch. His whole I mean, I world know. is now Hefco Becker. Yeah. yeah. But wow, he sur- good for him. He survived the learning curve. So yeah. All right. He, he survived long enough to buy really good gear. Rock on, man. That's fucking cool. So I was happy. I felt like relieved that I didn't kill another victim. Another yeah, one. No shit. Another yet yet another rider. Serial yeah. murder by selling bikes. <laughs> I look. I mean, you're right up there with crack dealers. Hey, <laughs> I've had a few of my I've had a few of my customers not survive their motorcycle experience, which means as a result of meeting me, they died. The uh, so here's a thing. Uh, you guys can read it and read along with it if it's because it's up on the board. When somebody has the name P H O, how do we pronounce that? Do we pronounce that like the food item? I mean, what do we do? Fa. Fa. Brandon Fa. Brandon Fa. Okay. I just wanted to check. Wanted to clarify. Decided finally to give you guys $10 after listening to every episode on Spotify. Thank you. I'm sorry. I also listened to every episode with headphones, which shows how much I enjoyed your content. The best sounding was when Janice Guy brought sausage to the podcast. The sound of the sound of John <laughs> chomping on sausage coming into my ear holes was exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> wow mm, this is so good that was prior headphones so they didn't know yeah. only I was the one that had to suffer through all that shit so you can classify this audio as ASMR then yeah even when he just yeah. even when he just test rode that like just now for like 10 seconds ago when he simulated having meat in his mouth <laughs> even when he did that the inside of my oh, ear no. feels like it's been waxed don't, don't do it don't, please don't, don't do, do it. it please no, don't do no, it no no no, no. <laughs> I fucking hate that shit. All right. So anyway, on to the meat of the potatoes. I own a Honda Trail 125. Woo. Sweet. It is number 293. Oh. Yes, the VIN number thing is a thing that the CT125 people do. I daily it and do some off-road riding with it. I have videos and pictures to share. You guys are still doing the phone number? Yes, we're yeah. still doing the phone number. I'll make sure that it gets sent to you. I am a millennial. So some of it's TikTok videos, of course. Yeah, and, you're, and your head's been turned into a fucking teddy bear or some shit. Yeah, mm, exactly. Mm. And now you're not riding a CT-110 or CT-125. You're riding a fucking unicorn. You've Eat, like you're Instagram. eating ass. Eating you're, ass. Yeah, you're, yes, you're a millennial. You're always eating <laughs> yes. ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I stopped eating ass long enough to take this TikTok video. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, I'm a millennial, so some of it's TikTok videos, of course. I would also love to share the complaints people have about the CT-125. Already? The complaints that people have about the CT125 that don't even own one. So can you imagine this? There are complaints about a thing that people don't actually own. On the internet? On the internet? No, you're fucking kidding me. Have you met met Cameron Vanderhorst? Oh my God. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, that's not even Cam's jam. But I'm saying that, like, I have heard people tell me the reason they weren't buying bikes from me was something that they had heard from the, on the internet. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, live your own goddamn life, first of all. Okay. All those three stars are coming in. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Okay. Like most of you guys, I am bike curious. 
I couldn't. Oscar still smirks every time somebody says bike curious. And everyone else is like, yeah, whatever. And Oscar still goes. <laughs> He's like, I love that Oscar still giggles every time somebody says bike curious. After all these years. After all I these know. years, it's still Oscar still loves it. That's fucking great, man. How do you feel about a Janus? <laughs> Oscar is the easiest audience ever. He's so good. Like most of you guys on bike curious. <laughs> I currently ride a 17 V-Strom 650. Um, you're supposed to call that a V-Strom. Yep. There's rules. If you own a V-Strom, right? Just like if you have a BMW, you have to have an Aerostitch or something that looks like an Aerostitch. Mm. And if you ride a V-Strom, if it's a 1000, it's a V-Strom. Mm. If it's a 650, it's a V-Strom. Yeah. And you also have to make fun of everybody that spent more money than you. Oh, that's Because right. your bike is better, if or is good, if right. not better, exactly. than most of the other right. ones. That's right. right. I get it. Um I currently ride a 17 V-Strom 650 that is all the ADV Starbucks. <laughs> or is all the ADV Starbucks. 21 Monkey that 21 Monkey that my wife rides once in a while. I started riding on a CRF 150F. Yeah. Which I put about 100 hours on, and then a CRF 250, which I've ridden about 150 hours on. I've also owned a Kawasaki Z125 Pro and a Dr. Z400 Supermoto. Uh, keep up the good work, guys, especially thanks to Sleepy, who has made life significantly better for those of us listening with headphones. Headphones, 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 <laughs> headphones. My only complaint is the lack of Janus jokes lately. See? Oh, no shit, he wrote that. See? That is his yes. only complaint is his lack of Janus jokes he lately. He spelled it wrong. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> well, um, we won't have to be joking about it anymore because all of our Janices are going to be cleaned up with They're our lawnmower. You'll, uh, you'll be able to see unobscured Janine. <laughs> so, uh, Janine. Yeah. Thanks, manscaping. Hey. So, hey, wait, look at this. Uh, Chris Smith finally paid his membership to be a podcast member. Oh, my God. <laughs> look at that. Look at that right there. Look at that. Isn't that incredible? Can A. Nope. That's the other Chris Smith. Oh, <laughs> There's two Chris Smiths. There's another one? Does he have There's all his kids? There's another one. Ah, so here you go, guys. Damn you, Phil Waters. Damn you to heck. I'm the crackpot that drove 16 hours uphill one way. I'm sure this is geographically accurate. To pick up five dead dinosaur-fueled bundles of Chinesium glee. A few days ago, my youngest nephew oh, asked Granny yeah. when he was getting a bike. So, because I'm a sucker, an addict, an all-around good guy, <laughs> I went to purchase a 125 and a 70cc SSR for the little guy. I went to my local Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe dealer to obtain some motorized permagrins. Ready to buy, I bounded into the showroom and said, I will take the orange one and that honky-ass motherfucker. Meaning white. Oh, and a set of training wheels, please. The kid on the floor handed me off to a pasty-faced guy with a neck beard. I guess that's redundant. I've never not seen the two together. He puts the numbers in front of me, and I see a number... He puts the numbers in front of me, and I see a number way on the wrong side of $3,000 hairs. $500 handling, $180 shipping, $360 administrative rim job, etc., etc. Needless... <laughs> I like this guy. Needless to say, I respectfully told him to fornicate with his cover, and off I fucked. <laughs> nice, nice. I know the margin is duck lip thin on these bastards, but... Tip first, not the shaft. <laughs> Let me push back a little, which is totally true, yeah. right? Anyway, long story longer, I need an auto 70cc, not red or green, and a 125 manual, not blue, black, or white. Way to be picky. Mm. Still crated would be fine. 
And I'll record that so you and the gang can get a kick out of watching me bouncing tools off the walls in many sparks of Mandarin-induced rage. As always, great show. Chris Smith, no relation. The previous, <laughs> <laughs> the, previ the previous rambling was also to say thank you for making an honest deal and an easy, no-bullshit buying experience. Nice. So for people who listen to the podcast, Chris Smith is from Kansas. And Smith Chris literally called us when he inherited a bunch of kids. Mm -hmm. And he called here and he bought five. He bought five SSR mini bikes and they were all prepped and we, cause we built them not in the build off. No, no, no. They were built by trained professionals that we pay. Thank God. And, yeah. <laughs> but he bought five of them, put them in the back of his truck. And literally he came in, he was the perfect customer. He came in, he was like, man, I listen to your podcast. You guys are stupid funny. And uh, he was really, he was like, I kind of came in here. I didn't know what to expect because he's watched our podcast. He's played along at home. But he did buy five bikes, and the guy's super cool, and he had on a fucking AVE shirt. Yeah. So the dude comes in with a fucking sideways knuckle buster, right? Yeah. And he, he, he comes in wearing the fucking officially unlicensed gear of this podcast, and he just came in. He bought his bikes. He didn't act like a fucking schmo. He didn't proceed to try to tell me a story about the 1971 Yamaha he once saw in the living room somewhere, but um, of a house he was leaving after touching children, I'm sure. But anyway, what he said was <laughs> he loves the podcast. We loaded the bikes up in the back of his trough and off he fucked. Now, here he goes to a dealership near his house because he didn't want to see how the other half lives. Right. Because he bought his first whack of bikes from us. So he figured I'll buy two more from somebody who isn't Phil because Phil won't be mad at me. Right. So he went in and they proceeded to literally back him up against the wall. And again, you know what he's doing? He's coming back coming to Cleveland. Back, fuck but yeah. you know what he's going to do right this time? He's going to be on the fucking podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 We need this guy. He I'm very good. And we can have two Christmas. Oh, oh shit. Who says Christmas doesn't come twice a year? <laughs> Christmas comes but once Mr. a year. Mr. Smith says that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Chris, you might want to up your game because this guy sounds pretty cool. This guy's all right. Yeah, but, but I'll bet you he doesn't have jokes. But here's what I will say. <laughs> Do you know what I've been saving for this occasion? What's that? Because we're going to have Christmas, Christmas. I got Christmas sales in the fridge. Oh, nice. So we're going to have Christmas, Christmas, and Christmas sales. And <laughs> God damn it, I feel like fucking Mike Tyson every time I say that. Can this be in July so we Christmas. can do Christmas in July? It'll be whenever he shows up. <laughs> Look, we got the bikes. We pulled the bikes. He's he's paid for them. He paid Renee for them today. Oh, so right. yeah, he's planning nice. on coming out. He, God damn it, better come on a Thursday night Quick. so we can have a podcast with Quick this question. Dude. How many kids does he still have? Yeah, right. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Oh, he's still buying bikes. So he might be trying yeah. to liquidate uh, the neighbor's children. Well, too. He's still, right, yeah, because I mean, he, I'm sure the bike could have been moved to a different kid. Oh, that's so true. Okay. They're, they're yeah. probably still all around. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah, that's oh, that's true. No, he's yeah. got the lingo. We like this guy. Yeah, this guy's he's good. <laughs> yeah, he, he's clearly got his shit together. I, I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of anybody who who shows up and buys five bikes. And you're right yeah. at the top of my fucking left <laughs> chart right there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, you know, he's a fucking more. really nice 2000. He's a really good <laughs> 3000. Oh, man, this fucking guy is really on the 4000. Holy shit. Like 6000 reasons to love my this guy. My favorite dude. Yeah, the favorite guy ever. Um, so that's pretty badass. Um, so did you guys know that there's a brand of cheese called Great Lakes Cheese? No. <laughs> no, no, Great Lakes Cheese is awesome. And they have branches in Wisconsin and, and everything. So like Great Lakes Cheese. And it turns out one of our customers is an owner of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great Lakes Cheese. It's legit. He's like third generation, you know. Immigrant, you know, Swiss so, so immigrant. Is he, is he the guy with that really sweet Moto Guzzi? He is. 
Yeah, I mean, I've been drooling. Well, he's got a collection of Moto. He's got a bunch of Moto Guzzi's, and I love them all. And he's a very fun. Like the dude's a fucking hilarious guy. Let's just call it what it is. The dude's a fun guy to have around. But the reason, so he he bought a TNT one thirty five from me and had me put fucking knobbies on it. Oh, this guy. Oh, yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is the guy. And so I've had yeah, this yeah. bike sitting inside my front door for a week and a half now. Every time somebody comes by, what did you call those? What are, the, what are those tires called? Mobbers. Mobbers. Yeah. Shinko Mobbers. I yeah. thought you said Nobblers, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking what the shit, man. I just found out about Gordita today, and my head's still fucking dealing with it. I didn't know that you're like eating a little chubby girl every time you put a fucking Taco Bell treat in your mouth. <laughs> what fucking food company would name a food item after a chunky little girl? Well, that's what the first when I used to race RC cars, they used to do it at the Holiday Inn down in Independence. Okay, Chi yeah. Chi's used to be next door. Oh yeah, it's right next door. So yeah. the whole Mexican team came up from Novak <laughs> Racing. And they were like, oh, can we go to the strip club? Because like, it's called Chichis. It might as well be called Tatas. <laughs> right. It's called the Titty Twister. Yeah, Chichis. I mean, Chichis is one of those things. Like, everybody's been like, you know what that means, right? Right. And I was like sitting there eating Fanny Wait, Farmer candies. And I'm like, and all the British people are like, you know what Boobs. that means, right? And I'm like, Seriously? I have no idea what you're talking about. I never seen that. Yeah. 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 No, these guys were like, they thought it was a strip bar. They were like, this is great. There's a strip bar right Right. there. And we're like, no, dude, that's like a really lame (laughs) Mexican food restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Or an American version of Mexican Mm, food. But it says it's tits. Right. Yeah, Yeah. right. So we're going to go hang out at Chi-Chi's and order the huevos grande. (laughs) And so Taco Bell does this thing with a fucking gordita. And of course, I've munched on gordita before. And I find out today. So have I. Me too. I find out today. They're all going to jail. Oscar's got the merit badge for that. A little merit badge just has a picture of a gordita on it. Right. And so, yeah, we got these people that wander into the shop today. And this this little girl, you know, she's just a little, you know, she's a little girl. And so her, her parent, like one of her parents is like, oh, yeah, can, can she sit on those milk crates over there? Can she sit on those? And I looked over and I was like, she needs to be lifting them. She needs to be climbing up and down on them like a step class. But anyway, so I had no idea. And so later on, they told me that she was a gordita. Yeah. And I was like, that's not right. <laughs> and, and then I put it all together because my yeah. dumbass, 51 years old. And today I found out that gordita meant chonky little girl. And that Taco Bell wants us to routinely put these things in our mouth. <laughs> Does Jimmy Chonka mean like dick or something? No, is there any other hidden code? Okay, all right. Maybe in Puerto Rico. I don't know. And that explains why Mexican people won't eat a Taco Bell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I got really sad when they took away the bendito and cheese. (laughs) The bendito and cheese. (laughs) The shape bendejo. And back to Manscaped. You can have your your new shaved pandeo at home. Right. With your new huevos grande. Well, you know, you can have your shaved pandeo with queso blanco. (laughs) Hey. So, yeah. So, anyway, he had us put the knobbies on there. So, every customer that's come in has walked past that bike. I'm going to tell you guys, TKC 80s make my dick hard. Mm -hmm. And they are, I can put a TKC on anything, anything I'll put a TKC 80 on. So much so that we have sold out. There are no more TKC 80s in America. They are on fucking intergalactic back order, and I'm convinced it's because of me. But, uh, so everybody who sees that bike with the Kanabis on it, they're all just like, oh man. Yeah, like, 
can you do that? And I'm like, yeah, I can keep doing it. I'll buy tubes and tires all goddamn day long. Are you are you sure he's not a photographer? Because he has photo one on his. No, no, no. That's <laughs> now this is the zero. So this is a zero that we put together for this oh, guy. Oh, the other one. So okay, the, okay. he's got the the green TNT. Uh, oh, the TNT. Okay. Yeah, the TNT 135 with knobbies on it. Yeah, 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 Again. Yeah. No, I thought you were talking. Let's about just that. let's just call it for what it is. That's for inappropriate class racing mm-hmm. only. <laughs> he's like the only reason I'm buying this bike, Phil, is to do barrel racing at Mid Ohio. He straight up said that. And he's bigger than you in John. Yeah. <laughs> not shitting. This dude's a big dude. I'm not trying to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but say what you will, the guy's a rock star. He's loads of fun. He's doing racing at Nelson's Ledges this year. Ooh. So he's going out. He got himself a two-cow suit, and he's going to go out and take on the track. So he's going to leather up and fucking get his knee down. Fuck Aw, that's fucking cool. That's badass. So, and you know what he does? He's a cheesemonger. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking cheesemonger. And so that's why I buy Great Lakes cheese because I want to sell the guy more motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be in Ohio and it's going to crash. They're going to be like, bring a crowbar. Why? We got a 135 stuck in the guy's ass. <laughs> now, Kurt, Kurt, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Hold your mouth closed real tight. Okay, now somebody go over here and give him CPR. <laughs> pop that bike right out of it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he hit a bump real hard, and the bike just disappeared. Disappeared. Yeah. Did it disappear? It's suppository. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it went. Oh, yeah. No. That's all I got. Uh, anybody got anything else? I got a tech question. Oh, fire away. Is there some like some kind of weird little miniature funnel to use to get oil into Vespas? There is. You didn't know about it? No. Oh, I haven't done okay. the oil change yet, but, right. I, but I looked at the hole it's got to go in. Oh, like, for the oil change. Okay. Yeah, so modern Vespa scooters. So if you're looking at a, a modern Vespa scooter, um, the hole, there's only one hole to put oil into the bike in, and it's the same oil that the dipstick goes into. And in the interest of making the bike safe so that nobody accidentally put diesel into their Vespa crankcase, um, just like the cars, instead of having it be a normal sized hole, like, you know, every motorcycle in the world has a hole that, you know, you can use a, somewhat of a normal funnel for something reasonable, right? The reasonable. And that's normal. The hole that Vespa chose to use is child safe in so much that no part of a child could fit in that hole, period. <laughs> They have made sure that getting the oil into the hole requires a diabetes syringe, an insulin syringe. But there is a secret method. The secret method is dollar store turkey baster. Okay. Yep. Dollar store turkey baster. Because you can either like fill the thing up um, and use it. Now, the, the tool that I use is the literally the oil can that has the little thumb trigger on the side. Um, I have one that holds a quart and it will empty in about 12 presses. Hey, that one was good. <laughs> See, when Foley's done right, it can enhance the experience. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man, move the, move the fire a little closer. So the, uh, but, but that is the trick, and you're right. Vespa put a ridiculously tiny hole on there. I don't know why they put such a tiny hole on there, but they did, and it's the case with the Primaveras that, that you do have to have a really, really, really tiny funnel to do it. Um, don't get smart. I have bought the long transmission funnels. So in the auto parts mm. store, they sell this funnel that is so long that they can only sell it in black. Okay? You can't buy a yellow or a red one. They're only black. 
And but it's got, you know, the top of it is big. It it holds normal things at the top, but the bottom of it tapers down to fit into the where your transmission dipstick would go. So it's pretty small, you know, something like that. And you'll think that I'll use that to put oil into the side of my Vespa motor. Don't, because what will happen is you'll fill it up and you'll have a quart of fluid up here and it won't go into the hole and it won't seal either. So all that fluid will come out on your garage floor. <laughs> and then you will have no idea how much is on your garage that's floor was, and you won't know how much to put in. That's yeah. what I was going to ask. So yeah. like, uh, if, if it's that small of a hole, is yeah. there a vent or a breather that's going to allow? You yeah, to- well, it's, it's not really a vent. It's just like, don't, don't jelly that fucking turkey baster in there. Okay. Like just yeah, let it rest. Let it yeah. Just yeah. let it rest and don't try to like squeeze it in. But the idea is we've tried a number of different really small funnels and to get a funnel that's small enough, you generally end up having like no flow at all. Well, so the right. turkey baster is actually perfect. Um, yeah, and I was thinking about the little pump oil can. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, and so I have, and I've got one that's, uh, I've got one that's sixteen ounces, and I've got one that's a proper quart. And they so, sell those in Harbor Freight, right? They actually, I'm sure, they, they sell them they everywhere. They do have those little. I would want to buy one of those, though, from an old-timey hardware store. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Because that's kind of the right yeah. item. You don't want to buy one of those at Harbor Freight. You know it'd be janky as yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you got one that, like, literally said, said like, you know, yeah, 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 something that said, like, true temper on the side, it'd probably be pretty good. You know, it'd probably be pretty legit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you going somewhere with that, Steve? No, no, no. No, you didn't want to make it come around the horn on that one? <laughs> no. It's okay. We'll just, just let that one just drop out. If got the Harbor Freight one, it would probably make a different noise. It wouldn't make <laughs> <that> noise. <laughs> 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 yeah. Please, I've been working for three days straight. You know? <laughs> Harbor Freight has gone very upscale. So, like, Harbor Freight's, all their shit now is like, we don't do coupons anymore. Yeah. What? Like, oh, no, Harbor Freight is completely going upscale. They have they, all their own lines yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, They've taken all the fun out of it. I mean, they have really, it's no fucking fun anymore. Harbor Freight used to be like, it's a bonanza. Who knows what you're going to get? I got an electric fly squatter. Let me yeah. see your, hey, quick, let me see your dick. Zap. You know, like, there's horrible shit you could do with that electric fly swatter. I don't know why. Anytime we'd send any of our staff members to the fucking, we had one at the old store in Lakewood. Mm-hmm. We had one. And anytime we'd send somebody like, go to Harbor Freight and buy me these 47 items. You'd always be like, why did you buy the electric fly swatter? Right. <laughs> it was $3 with a coupon. I could not buy it. Right. And you're like, all that does is kill nine volt batteries. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sooner or later, what are people doing? Oh, well, I got a fly trapped under there and I'm trying to kill it. <laughs> and, and hold on. Zap. And like, then you're like, shit, that son of a bitch hurt. Like yeah. it really hurt. The fly was impervious to it. Yeah. Yeah, couldn't, um, couldn't hurt a fly. Speaking of Harbor Freight, you know how we always, we have a, a love-hate relationship with the, the strappies, the, you know, the oh, tie-down the, the straps. Tie reps, yeah, right. the tie straps. So the dude on YouTube, Farm something, Farm Test or Farm whatever, he bought like 20 different tie-down straps. Okay, all right. And he put them through torture tests that were fucking mm. awesome. Like he made a rig, which is suspended them, and it put a razor blade and, and like the same force and everything every single time across it. Mm-hmm. And so like, like if you watch the video, if you just look up like tie straps or whatever, there's a, a brand that lasted like 22 scrapes of a razor before it broke. Then he even had a belt sander with a new belt every single time, and he pulled it across that, and then how That's long it lasted. <laughs> so the best one, like this, and they're not even expensive, like 37 bucks for four, right? That lasted almost 58 seconds on the belt sander. It lasted for like 21 scrapes with the thing and all this stuff. Harbor Freight <clears throat> lasted 4.1 seconds on the belt wow. sander. It lasted three Pulls of the razor blade. It's supposed to be rated for 500 pounds. It like turned into spaghetti at like 205. Like it was just. It lasted four seconds on your trailer. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it, it yeah. just show it just proves like you know people are like oh it's just bullshit it's all hype no no, no it's, it's not it's, it's they're yeah. really bad it's or, it's legit you guys there are things you're allowed to buy at Harbor Freight but don't buy the fucking Harbor Freight fucking motorcycle hauler no. don't buy the Harbor Freight wheel chocks don't buy the Harbor Freight fucking tie down straps don't buy the Harbor Freight heart pump like no <laughs> I, I'm don't do that shit I'm guilty of it too man like, I'm yeah. going to get a mint bike that's you know you can't replace you know yeah. from whatever 1980 something and I, I'm taking like seven dollars worth of straps to hold Ooh. this thing down you know it's not some brilliant. bungee cords and shit <laughs> I love yeah. the guys who used to be like okay so. Yeah, you know, I bought a Harbor Freight trailer, but they're not that bad. Hold on. All you got to do is this. <laughs> so then they give you like the 900 step program about how you need to rebuild the Harbor right. Freight trailer. And weld a secondary frame. Yeah, well, yeah. And then uh, the guy who did this, uh, his name shall be remain nameless, Rob Hodge. But he did this. He built this fucking Harbor Freight. And then he was like, well, then he reinforced it. And then he reinforced it. And then he reinforced it. And then he blew an axle bearing whatever on the freeway. Oh, yeah, you can't, right. right. And then the whole thing. And then had to basically go to Farm and Fleet, abandon the Harbor Freight trailer, right. go to Farm and Fleet and buy an entire axle to change. Okay. If you've changed every part of it, is it still a Harbor Freight trailer? Mm -hmm. Right. And the thing is, is like, so the Harbor, on the super deal sales, it's like 300 bucks, right? Yeah. But that doesn't come with the floor. It doesn't come with all this. You still have to put a bunch of shit into it to make it like an actual trailer. And do you know what the problem with it is? It still sucks. All the bolts came from Harbor Freight. Right. Exactly. So, you know, you don't trust a trailer that fits in a box. And, and because <laughs> if you can't have the dignity to give me at least two eight-foot-long spans of steel. Well, can't give you eight-foot-long span of steel. Too expensive to ship. I'm going to give you four two-foot-long pieces. You're going to bolt together and make one eight. You don't bolt things together to get length. Yeah. They especially weld railroad strength. track, motherfucker. Well, especially strength. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. And you can get a nice trailer, a five-by-seven trailer, for like 700, 650 bucks. Like, I know. know people who leave them in their backyard and would not know if it was missing. Right. buddy. My buddy Joe Hongosh has had a trailer I bought for him 20 goddamn years. A good trailer. It grew up, there was so much grass growing through Joe Hongesh's, like my trailer, that there nobody would have known there was a trailer back there. You could have stolen the trailer as long as you left the grass there. You would have never known the trailer was gone. Joe, you've been in the backyard. You've seen it, John. Yeah. That was a beautiful five by eight. Took two motorcycles side by side, day long, reinforced it so the wheels could go into the chocks in the front. Two tied-on straps on each bike. Bob's your uncle. Hauls like nothing. Like, yep. it's invisible behind your truck. Joe was like, yeah, I'll just, you know, put it in the backyard. And we put it in the backyard. And after, like, seven months, whoo, Mother Earth claimed that bitch. Yeah. Like, that was it. <laughs> and anybody in Cleveland could have picked that up and had $79 worth of scrap or a real trailer that was legit for just the price of walking through Joe's backyard. Wow. So walk through the suburbs. You're probably going to get a trailer out of this. <laughs> yeah, for real. And you know what? They won't know. No. No, they'll never miss it, man. That's the thing. I used to have a big-ass car trailer, and I left it in my in-laws back, you know, the upper 40 of their farm. And, like, his wife called one time. She's like, yeah, you need to get this trailer out of my property. How did you know it was there? <laughs> I strategically put it in a place nobody could even see it unless they were looking for it. You couldn't fall over it because you couldn't get to it for the brambles. Like, there's no way you would have known that was there and you couldn't have seen it. I could have given you a metal detector. You couldn't have found that trailer. <laughs> but the fact was she knew it was there. Yeah. And so it had to go because it was rusting on her acreage. And it was like, it was hilarious because I'm like, oh, mm, man. Yeah. 
this is the trailer that brought your new tractor home. <laughs> and you're going to, oh, man, no fucking honor. Anyway, but that's it. That's it. So, yeah, trailers, rent them. Rent the motherfucker. Rent a trailer. You know what's the best thing in the world? U-Haul trailer. Yeah. You know why it's the best thing in the world? Can't break it. You know what the second best thing is? Every time they blow a tire, they bring you another one. Right. How long does it take to change a U-Haul tire? Nobody knows because nobody's <laughs> ever changed one. They just bring you a new trailer. Takes you longer to get your shit out of it and get your shit into it. Everybody who's ever had a trailer flip over, everybody who's ever had a trailer blow a tire, everybody's had a bike fall over because the trailer broke or whatever, they all said the same thing. I should have rented a U-Haul trailer. 26 bucks a fucking weekend. That's what I'm probably going to do for mid-Ohio. Probably going to rent a U-Haul trailer, load it full of bikes, because you can, on the twin axle trailer, you can put the bikes in sideways. I was looking at a 7x16 enclosed trailer for three grand, which is, I was like, well, just load all my bikes in it yep. and take yeah. it out to Steve's <laughs> Take it out to Steve's property. That's just another shed. <laughs> that's another container. That's what I'm saying. That's I mean, a 7x16 shed is what you got going on there. You can fit a lot of bikes yeah, and stuff that's in there. It. Yeah. I could bring Kromke's trailer out there, and now we have a trailer with air conditioning. Yeah. That's it. Oh, there you shit. go. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> got screen windows, got air conditioning. That's we call it. that a house. We call it <laughs> a house. Yeah. It's the most air conditioned thing. So like John's trailer or John's camper and then Steve's or Dan's trailer, we can put them right next to each other and just be like, that's the air conditioned. So on a hot date, you're going to be like, where's all the dirt bikes? And just be like nine guys huddled into these two places staying Speaking cool. Speaking of that, I think, isn't this weekend a scheduled the, the first uh, mini Ohio, isn't it? Wasn't that? Is it? Well, I'm, I'm probably going to be out of because uh, uh, I, I got to go to mom's house on Mother's oh, Day. On Mother's Day? Oh, it's yeah. Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Oh, it's Sunday. Mother's Day. Shit. Or as uh, I like to call it, Mother's Day. Because <laughs> fuck you guys, I'm going to go out. <laughs> well, it used to be Mother's Day because yeah. every every year in Pennsylvania, they had a mud bog that mud was bog. on Mother's Day. Oh, a lot of divorces <laughs> caused by that one. So everybody got to see the weird cars. So we got the Daihatsu yeah, midget yeah. showed up today. That's fun. Uh, we'll, well, I'll put them up. If you just watch my Facebook or watch the Cleveland Moto stuff, we got like uh, six weird Japanese cars arrived in the past couple of days. So uh, Some of the weirdest ones you've gotten. Really. I'd like to say that yeah. one of them in particular, yeah, yeah. one of them in particular has staggering levels of stupidity. Oh. Yeah. There's, there's, and by the way, that car doesn't have a good side. Yeah, no, no, no good sides, yeah. and it's it seems almost unusable for most. Things. It does. It does seem like they managed to take the idea of having a truck, yeah. and then say, "How can we ruin this?" Yeah, right. Yeah. How? What's the least amount of stuff we can carry? Oh, you want to bring your cat with? You? No, sorry, no, nope, can't do that. No, <laughs> no. What if you pick up a friend on the way to work? No, nope, can't do that. No, no, no. no. You it's, know what? It's really close to the ape. It is like an ape. Really, it fucking is so just close. Just take one tire yeah. off, and then it's an ape. And that is the difference. It's an ape that can corner. Yes. Because you can't corner an ape. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, You'd be like, oh, I'm going to take this corner and they're upside down again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The one thing an ape can't do. Well, a lot of things yeah, an ape can't do. Let's be honest. But uh, there's only one thing it can barely do and it can barely drive. But this uh, this Daihatsu Midget. Google it. Google it. Daihatsu Midget. It's, it's two words. One of them's hard to spell. The other one's inappropriate. Uh, you, which is totally our podcast. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's it's literally Google Daihatsu Midget. Daihatsu Midget is the dumbest car ever made. And uh, it's funny. I mean, the joke so far is you can't roll the left window down. It's like <laughs> they were cutting costs so much that they made sure that you couldn't roll the fucking left window down. That's like, that is the height of just... Mm. We're, we're just not really trying too hard on this, which the Japanese generally do very well. Like, you know, 
It was too far from the driver to open the thing. It was not. You can, there's nothing. Okay. First of all, the car is so tiny. There's nothing in that car you can't hit with your dick. Like, seriously. Even an Irish guy. (laughs) Okay. Turn on the wipers. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Open the window. <laughs> but you're so you've you've driven it, you've been in it and driven it. I've driven it a very short distance. So you are six six one. Six one. Yeah. How do you fit in? Two hundred barely. I like say, I said, yeah. with all these Japanese cars, it fits me like pants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with the picture like having Dan having Krompke in the thing, it looked hilarious. It looked like a novelty act watching him get in and out of that like, thing. Did they build the car around him? It was like they did. Yeah, it was exactly. Oh, it. It's a midget two. It's a midget two. That's correct. Yeah. Because the original midget, there is an original midget. So the um, both just, windows didn't roll down. I just like the fact <laughs> the that midget two, the one window. Rolls I like the down. fact that they were like, let's make the body skinny enough that we have to have giant fenders, and the car's only three feet wide. Oh, it's all terrible. together. Yeah. Oh, you're it calling was, it a midget. Yeah. I think it should be called an Oompa Loompa. There you go. That's an original oh, I Daihatsu about midget. That one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's an original okay. Daihatsu midget. And that's so, a three-wheeler. It is. Yeah. It's a three-wheeler. Yeah. So God bless him for putting an extra wheel on the front. Thank you, fucking Daihatsu. So here's the weird thing. Because the car is at such a weird angle, when you look in your side view mirrors to back up, you're always at a 45 degree. <laughs> so when you literally, any car you've ever driven it, you look in your mirror, your side view mirror to back up, and you get the line of the car. Yeah. Well, the line of this car is an angle. It's a fucking wedge. Yeah, yeah. So because the eye, the angle of this car is an actual wedge, what you end up with is you end up not being able to park it at all normally <laughs> because you're like, if you just use the mirror, you're always going to be at the curb at a total angle. So there's among, among the, like, honestly, like that's the only problem with driving this. Those black right. plastic. No, you have to use both mirrors. So you're going to like, <laughs> Look, those black covers are off of the bed rails. No, and you yeah, you can, I mean, you can take those black covers off. In fact, most of the time, the local kids in the neighborhood help you with that. Yeah. Yeah, or the, the one guy who had his stolen now starts the chain of everybody else getting them stolen. Mm. So to find one, like the one I have has the tire carrier on the front. That's like, you see, this one's got the exposed tire. So this car's obviously lived in Tokyo for a while. You notice it's missing its covers on the back. It's missing its chrome bumpers and it's missing mm-hmm. its uh, nose cover. So this car has been liberated. Um, pieces of this car have now gone to serve other cars. <laughs> and this is what would happen if you leave your car in Japan and Tokyo too long. All the parts that can come off would disappear. Um, my car has the hubcaps on it still. It has the side for the bed covers and it has all the things that are supposed to be on it. Yep. So, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, Yep. for the right amount of money, <clears throat> Manscaped, Oh. <laughs> Phil might be able to hire somebody to drive around with this thing with oh, a giant razor in the back. The giant razor that, <laughs> like, uh, remember the the, the Red Bulls? Bulls. The, no, remember the Red the Harry Bulls? Yeah. Yeah. Remember the, the Red Bull ones? Um, there you go. So you guys, you know, just a little food for fantasy there. Oh, is, uh, yeah. Daihatsu tow truck with a dually. Yeah. What's oh, it going to tow? Like a lawnmower? Not fucking anything. <laughs> and you'll notice that the, the tow truck rig in the back is made out of an old Harbor Freight trailer. I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on that, we'd like to thank Manscaped, our new sponsors, and Harbor Freight, which will never be our fucking sponsor. Ride fast and take chances. Play us out of here. Bum, 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 This episode is brought to you by Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 